Come gather round, people, wherever you roam. Admit that the waters around you have grown, and accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone. If your time to you is worth saving, and you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone, for the times they are a-changing. That's the harmonica. <laughs> I don't know how to do a harmonica with my voice. I can usually do like a... You know, like a trumpet, but like a harmonica is very hard to do. Anyway. Hello, hi, welcome. <laughs> the show's name is Politics. Although I call it Politics and the title of this episode is... Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. My name is Presh. And I'm Ty. And uh, this is our first episode since we went on break. Yeah. Well, the audience doesn't know we went on break because <laughs> yeah. we recorded so much freaking content. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yes, because we recorded so much content, things were dire at the, in the last couple <laughs> yeah. of episodes. Like, I fell asleep during the Eyes Wide Shut commentary. We forgot to even give it a rating. Oh, it, was, no. <laughs> it was very bleak, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> some horror, horrific shit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I give Eyes Wide Shut a ten. Okay. <laughs> just just so everyone knows. Yeah. yeah yourself. Um, Do you even remember? It was so long ago. It yeah. Was a different it, lifetime. It was eight. It was literally last year. Yeah. Um, Great stuff. Did <laughs> 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 you also not have a shower since last year? <laughs> we don't talk about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, I gave it a ten as well. It's really, really fun. Mm. Even though I didn't understand what was going on. Sitting. Yeah. <laughs> you go to a an eyes wide shut party and people are staring at you. Yeah. One of the most scariest shit I can think of, bro. Oh uh, yeah. Anyway. Um yeah, pretty good. Oh, that's a great summary of your holiday. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Oh. <laughs> what did you do? You didn't even ask about it. Oh, my, my 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 mistake. Next question. How was your holiday? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. Uh we went on a road trip to the Cape. Mm. Um, so we went from Joburg to Abeja, also known as Port Elizabeth. Oh, I see. Um, and then we went across to Cape Town. You um, know, a lot of these, sorry to interrupt. Yeah. These are, like, we just call a lot of these places by their apartheid names. Yes. Because it's just convenient. Like, you know it as that place. So you just say that. Yeah. Place's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. You don't know all the, well, I guess the only one I know is, well, I know two. Okay. Johannesburg International became Oa Tambo International. Yes. And Pretoria became Tsone. Yes. But I still call it Pretoria. Yeah. <laughs> so the only one that really stuck was Oa Tambo International. Yeah, pretty much. But anyway, I digress. You carry on. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah, it was, I mean, it was a lot of fun. I got to do a lot of stuff that uh, I haven't done in a while. So like, uh, I went hiking and kayaking and uh, we... Went to this really cool place, actually, um, between Paul and Stellenbosch, mm-hmm. uh, where it's like a hundred rand entrance fee, but it's a farm, and they farm all different types of fruit, and basically you can walk through the farm and pick fruit off of the trees and eat it from there. So it's like the freshest fruit you could possibly have. Mm-hmm. Also, Pretty dope. Yeah. I also jumped off a bridge. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and damn you survived it <laughs> yeah um we went to the blokrans bungee 
It's the highest commercial bungee in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I jumped off it. Oh. Yeah. And I see you survived. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, is that it? Yeah. I was going to say, you know, where you're like, uh, I haven't done things I haven't done in a while, like hiking. Like, <laughs> we went hiking last year. Yeah. That was two years ago now. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. It's, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. How was your break? What did you get up to? So I went to the dentist. Oh, nice. As per usual, I yes. got a 10 out of 10 rating. Yeah, of course. My, yes. uh, why, why do you say of course like that? Because um, there was, there's a story that you've told for a while. Where <laughs> <laughs> do anyone will listen? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I was a child, and I mentioned it on the podcast, yes. I was listening to an older episode. I do it from time to time. I, obviously to do such stats. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, there's something like I can't remember. I'll go you know re-listen yeah and i told this exact story a few weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> look when i was a child yes i went to the dentist yes and the did. dentist told me i could be a tooth model yes fact <laughs> yeah. that's what happened then we moved uh i moved from uh the kwazulu natal to the northwest province yes and in the northwest province a totally different uh dentist <laughs> you have perfect teeth <laughs> right okay yes nice unfortunately Lovely. uh I'm old and haggard now. <laughs> so, <laughs> my dentist didn't tell me I'm perfect. She told me my teeth are perfectly aligned, which is not the same as perfect. She said I have a wonderful set, which is not the same thing as perfect or a tooth model. You've got so, a great set. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of like worn down. Like, <laughs> I'm not in my prime anymore, but still a clean bill of health. Uh, my dentist shook my hand and said, uh, you know, you're doing a great job. That's great. So, yeah. Congrats yeah. on having great oral hygiene. Yes. I mean, I, I've also mentioned this, but, you know, teeth are a big thing mm. in terms of attractiveness for me. That is true. Yeah. Like uh, I see some. Oh, I was listening to the Killers of the Flower Moon episode. That's, yeah. that's why I'm. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in that movie has some fucked up teeth. Yeah. That man, yeah. <laughs> that's some outrageous teeth. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I actually, I'm. I only started my holiday this week. Okay. I've been at work. Oh. So, you know, this whole time. Okay. Right. So, yeah. so you've only just started your holiday. Yes. I usually book my holiday in Jan. Okay. Yeah. Which is like where everything's quiet because everybody's mm. not. <laughs> everybody's back at work now, so yeah. I can like I don't really like being in a. In the like office. a full place. Right, yeah. Yeah, okay. you get around. Like yeah. when I'm on holiday. Yeah. I don't want to be like lots of kids and stuff there. I want to be like uh, alone. Something, yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go in the peak times. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, makes sense. Right. right. So can we get into the news for the week? Yes, we can. All right. So on Wednesday and Thursday last week, a judge unsealed a new set of filings from a case related to Jeffrey Epstein. Yes. Do you know who that is? Yes. Who is he? He was... Um, <laughs> he was the guy that didn't kill himself in jail. Great stuff. Is that all you know? <laughs> <laughs> he was like a... Um, oh, I think you explained it. He was like a linker or something like that. Where he like... There would be these people that came to him and they were like, we want to do these things. Yeah. And he was like, all right, come to my island. You can do these things there. And then he'd mm. uh, like... Not necessarily. Okay. Are you talking about what I said the other night at supper? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. I was trying to think, whenever I mention Epstein on the show, yeah, like it wasn't we, we haven't really had a chance to to talk about Epstein. Yeah. Right? I don't remember. 
I don't story recall. With it. Yeah. I, I, there might have been. I'm just saying I, I don't recall, right? Yeah. So he's a sex trafficker. Oh. Uh-huh. He would like uh, capture, well, not capture, like kidnap underage girls. Right. And, you know, you like either sell them off or like he apparently used to have like pedophile parties on his island. Right. Where yes. Where he would get like a bunch of rich people. They would come over and they would have sex with children. Yes. Right. Right. Uh, so he's a pedophile. Yes. Uh, and he's also a billionaire. Okay. A billionaire so the, pedophile. The thing is, there's a lot of speculation as to how he got his money. Okay. Because he was a maths teacher. Oh. And then he suddenly becomes a, a stock uh, advisor. Okay. And then he starts his own hedge fund. Huh. And, like, he only has, like, a very small client list. Right. All of them are billionaires. Hmm. Right? And he... Uh, so the how can I explain this the implication like he tries to blackmail you okay yeah so he'll bring you over to his island yes and you may just think oh this is a prostitute or this is a regular girl yes and then he'll record you you know in one of his rooms yeah and say look I've got you having sex with the underage girl yeah and then he'll blackmail you into you know whatever he needs yeah so he's a so, the assumption is that he has a long client list of people that he's blackmailing. Right. And every one of them wanted him dead. Okay. So, when he died, it was like, well, he died of a suicide. Yes. But there's a lot of speculation that one of the people on his client list had him whacked. Yeah. Right. I think it was a suicide. Okay. Because I'm 80% sure he'd have some sort of fail safe <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know if you're like this this linchpin of like if anything happens to me then like you know all this stuff goes down the drain yes yeah. so i would have like a a dead man switch where like <laughs> if i don't contact this person within like a certain amount uh, of a time. certain amount of time release the docs yeah right, <laughs> right. <laughs> But again, I have no idea how this man operates. He could just be an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if it were me blackmailing <laughs> the world's elite, I would have it. <laughs> right. Uh, but this past week, yeah. a list of names has been compiled and circulated as a client list. Yes. But that's not the case at all. Okay. It's simply the names of people Epstein was in contact with. Right. right, And just because he's in contact with someone, that doesn't mean they were involved with his sex trafficking. Yeah. Right? You know what I just said about blackmailing? Yes. He may have been contacting them to lure them into a blackmail plot. Right. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, makes so, sense. Uh, I don't want to gatekeep, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, being a detective and, like, finding out about these pedophiles. Yeah. But since he died... Yes. There's been this, and his name became mainstream. There's been this huge uptick in misinformation being spread about him. Okay. Especially by right wingers to advance their political goals. Okay. Right. Uh, I listened to a podcast called Knowledge Fight. Yes. Which covers Alex Jones. Yes. And before Epstein died, Alex Jones never even mentioned Epstein once. Okay. Right. In they've done, I think, over eight hundred episodes. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Alex Jones, up until he died, never. No, sorry, not up until he died. Up until he was arrested. Right. He never mentioned him once. Right. Epstein, not Jones. Right. Alex Jones didn't mention Epstein. Right. Until he was arrested. Right. That's what I was saying. Since then, he's claimed that he was investigating Epstein since the early 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> Seems a little suspicious to me. Because Epstein was arrested in the 
in like 2008. Okay. In like a small Florida town. Right. And he was just let free. Oh. He got a sweetheart deal from a guy named Alexander Acosta. Okay. Who later became Trump's uh head of the Department of Justice. Hmm. Right. So Okay. A lot of people think uh, Acosta is in his pocket. Yeah. Or you know like <laughs> But the thing is he has like a bunch of people in his pocket. <laughs> so we we don't know, right? Right. So I would like to point you to the podcast True Anon. Okay. Right. I've been listening to them for a very long time and like I think they started their podcast when he was arrested. Oh, I see. Okay. Which uh but they were like like they made guest appearances on a show called Chapel Trap House which I've mentioned before. Yes. Matt Christman is a, one of the co-hosts. Yeah, right. right. They've been on the ground floor covering and not just Jeffrey Epstein, just like pedophiles, sex traffickers. Those like, kinds of people. Yeah. Right. So I view them as a trustworthy source. Okay. So uh I would like to point you to that if you want better coverage of this. Okay. So that's that's all I have to say about this. Do you have any comment? Um <laughs> I've s- I don't know how true it is because I haven't actually seen the list. Hmm. But I've seen some very confusing things online. Yeah. Um well, I saw your name on the list, so Oh. <laughs> 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 I was going to ask you if you have any rebuttal to that. <laughs> um uh No, that's that's it. I was I you was there. The yeah. I All was right. one of those billionaires. The billionaires. Yeah. All right. But he didn't catch you. No. Okay. You were just doing pedophilia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uncaught. <laughs> anyway, what else do you have? You don't even comment. <laughs> I like I I saw a lot of stuff uh that was like there was a threesome with Prince Andrew and two other old guys that was kind of strange. Wait. That doesn't make any sense. I know. Prince Andrew is a pedophile. Yeah. Why would he be with two old guys? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But all right, yes. And that's the what I've been talking about, the misinformation. Yeah. I saw a list with Mikel Arteta. Yeah. Look, there's the list that came out this week. Yes. But for about two years there's been a fake list that's right. been circling with like and the funniest name is Mikel Arteta. But yeah. There's like a bunch of other names like I can't remember off the top of my head, but which list was Stephen Hawking on? the new one. Oh, okay. So, so that that was real. <laughs> yes, the real one. <laughs> oh, But no. again, we don't know the extent to his involvement. Yeah. Uh there's just rumors, etc. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, next story. Yeah. I'm reading portions of an article from bbc.com in a story by Daniel De Simone and okay. Alice Davies for this. Okay. South Africa has filed a case at the International Court of Justice, the ICJ, alleging that Israel is engaging in genocidal acts in Gaza. Yes. The UN confirmed confirmed the application concerning alleged violations of Israel's obligations under the Genocide Convention. The ICJ, which is based in The Hague in the Netherlands, is the UN's principal judicial organ. It settles disputes between states and gives advisory opinions on international legal issues. Following its application to the ICJ, South Africa's presidency said in a statement that the country was obliged to quote prevent genocide from occurring. South Africa is gravely concerned with the plight of civilians caught in the present Israeli attacks on the Gaza Strip due to the indiscriminate use of force and forcible removal of inhabitants it said. Furthermore, indiscriminate use of force 
Oh, sorry. Furthermore, there are ongoing reports of international crimes such as crimes against humanity and war crimes being committed as well as reports that acts meeting the threshold of genocide or related crimes have been and may still be committed in the context of the ongoing massacres in Gaza. The 84-page document states that the acts and omissions by Israel are genocidal in character because they are intended to bring about the destruction of a substantial part of the Palestinian national, racial and ethnic ethnical group. The application asks for asks the ICJ for a hearing to take place next week, which is happening now. Yes. <laughs> right? I yeah. wrote this last week. <laughs> right. And requests that a number of provisional measures be in, indicated by the court, including that Israel cease all military activities in Gaza. So, I don't really have any comment because, okay. you know, nothing's happened yet. Yeah. Uh, oh, well... The, I do have comment. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's a good thing that's happening. Yes. At least somebody is standing up for Yeah. And I I've never been prouder to be a South African <laughs> <laughs> that this is happening, right? It's quite hard to be a proud South African. You mm, know, a lot yeah. of things go wrong in our country and um our governments are horrifically corrupt. <laughs> yeah. And uh you know, it feels like everything's going wrong. Yeah. And this is just one time where, yeah. <laughs> where you're like, you know what? You've done such an amazing thing here. Yeah. No one else is speaking out. In fact, Germany, the US and the UK are trying to stop this from happening. Yeah. So, and Israel, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine they're like, yeah, it's okay. It's cool, it's cool dude. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll, we'll do what you ask. No, that's cool, yeah? Yes. Uh, do you have any comment? Um, yeah, like you were saying, it's it's very hard to be a proud South African mm. because, like, really the only time we are united as a country is if we're complaining about load shedding or if we've won something in terms of, like, sporting events, mm. like the Rugby World well, Cup. I don't know about that. Really? I think it's just, like, privileged people online that are like, oh, come together. Oh. When there's, like, poor people on the streets... They don't give a fuck about the rugby. Mm. That does nothing. Okay, fair enough. It's just people interested in sports. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I'm not even like really interested in rugby at all. I don't feel like any camaraderie or. Oh. You know, but, but again, that's just me. Yeah. Maybe I'm the the odd one out. Yeah, I've um, I've I've only really seen the like the online stuff, and then also. Yes, because you run bourgeois circles. I know. <laughs> you don't need to explain yourself. We see what's happening. But it's also like um, a lot of the videos online have been people from every walk of life watching the matches together and okay, celebrating Okay, whatever. Never together. mind anyway, the rugby. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, yes. Anyway. Inconsequential. But it's kind of like... It's one of those things to me where it's like um, there's a lot of... How do I describe it? It's it's strange to me that South Africa as kind of the small fish in a big pond is standing up for them. Are you being serious right now? Wait. But I'm so glad that they are. Mm-hmm. And I'm really, really proud that they have decided that they're going to be the ones to do this. All right, sure. Instead of waiting for other people yes. to... But can we just go back to what you said now? <laughs> You're okay. like, uh, why South Africa? Yeah, I'm checking my notes here. 
where the apartheid country <laughs> yeah. and the, the the issue that's happening in Israel is an apartheid yes so it's it makes the most sense on earth that yeah. we where the country doing it i yeah. don't know what's confusing about that to you it i i probably phrased it wrong like it's not confusing it's just it's just because we're small yeah all right yeah. but every country is on equal standing on the well not really yeah <laughs> <laughs> but theoretically every country is on equal standing uh, at the icj mm. right yeah however israel however. has strongly rejected the allegation saying quote israel rejects with disgust the blood libel spread by south africa question do you know what blood libel is oh sorry end quote do you know what blood libel is that's from me no i have no idea from wikipedia quote blood libel is an anti-semitic canard which falsely accuses jews of murdering christians to use their blood in the performance of religious rituals huh okay right first of all not a single serious person has accused israel of doing this <laughs> Right. I'm yeah. not going to say like I'm sure there's weird right wingers on the internet that are like uh yeah the Israel are you know killing uh Palestinians as a sacrifice you yeah. know well, well, whatever right? right I'm not ruling it out that there's some deranged person saying that yes what I am saying is people of consequence like public figures yeah right I, nobody has ever said this yeah right second of all I can't what I can say is that they're doing this thing of deliberately conflating anti-Zionism with anti-Semitism. Yeah. Right? We're not upset with Jewish people. We're upset that the country of Israel is committing genocide against Palestinians. Yeah. The religion or or ethnic ethnicity of the people doing this is irrelevant. Yeah. If this were Christians killing Palestinians, we'd say it's still it's disgusting. Still yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's 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 trying to take something that's been used against Jews and apply it to the country of Israel. Yes. When Israel is a country, it does not represent people of, you know, it doesn't speak for all Jews. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what you say when you have nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you you know make up accusations of yeah, uh things that are clearly not true. Also, have you seen the um the Israeli defense force um like X page Twitter page no it's just a lot of stuff that's like um it's weird stuff where it's like they've clearly planted things in Palestinian homes that they've raided oh yes i've seen this and then yes. gone in well the- <laughs> somebody had a copy of mine come <laughs> 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 They raided a Palestinian home and just on the counter there was a, a brand new copy of Mein Kampf opened up on a page that was like fuck the Jews. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you caught a, you, you caught the that poor Palestinian person. Yeah. You caught them. I mean I mean sorry, that Nazi. You caught them. Uh but yes. Yeah, it's very strange. So this is uh so the next story okay is really really funny <laughs> okay this so this next piece is an excerpt from the associated press in a story by Jake Offenarts yes quote a historic brooklyn synagogue that serves as the center of an influential hasidic jewish movement was trashed this week during an unusual community dispute that began with the discovery of a secret underground <laughs> tunnel and ended in a brawl between worshipers and police The conflict erupted in the global headquarters of the so it's written Chabad 
but yeah. I've heard it pronounced Chabad. Okay. So I don't know. I'm just going to call it Chabad. Okay. The Chabad Lubavitch movement in Crown Heights, a deeply revered Jewish site that each year receives thousands of visitors, including international students and religious leaders. Its Gothic revival facade, immediately recognizable to adherents of the Chabad movement, have inspired dozens of replicas across the world. But on Tuesday, the synagogue remained closed off by police barricades as New York City building safety agents inspected whether a tunnel dug without official permission may have caused structural damage to the Fane property. (laughs) (laughs) Officials and locals said young men in the community recently built the passage to the sanctuary in secret. When the group's leaders tried to seal it off Monday, they staged a protest that turned violent as police moved in to make arrests. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just... I'm thinking of this guy on X who... um... He was complaining about hearing... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's been hearing uh, Yiddish yeah. in the walls. And yeah. then, like, it turned out there was a tunnel, <laughs> a Jewish tunnel underneath his house. <laughs> so wild, bro. <laughs> right. But it's apparently these younger members of the church. Yes. Uh, okay, let me take it slightly back. The founder of this particular sect... Yes. Is a guy, I forget his name. Okay. And these, he's viewed as like a messiah or like a, you know. Like a a second coming of a prophet of some description. Essentially, like, you know, he's on that level. Right, yes. Maybe I shouldn't say uh, messiah. Yeah. But like, you know, he's he's pretty up there. Yeah. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? He's like a demigod of sorts. He died a few years ago. Oh, right, okay. So... These younger men are like, they're doing this on behalf of him. Okay. He wanted to expand. Oh, right. I see. Or or something like that. Yeah. And apparently they were using those tunnels to get into a place to study. Oh, (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You know, um, okay, this is the thing. When you hear tunnels, secret tunnels, etc. Secret tunnels. You Secret think, tunnel. You think of like sex trafficking or something fucked up happening, right? I was thinking of Avatar. But yeah. Avatar? Yeah. They go through a secret tunnel in the mountains. Oh, sure. Not uh, uh, animated Avatar. The Last Airbender. Yes, I know. Yeah, okay. Just making sure. <laughs> that is the animated Avatar. Yes. You said not the animated Avatar. No, I said the animated. Anyway. Okay, yeah, whatever. Let's check the tape. Okay. I'm a fool. It's me, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you would say that, but I'm glad we got it on tape. (laughs) Right. Okay, right. As long as there's no, like, sex trafficking or fucked up things happening. Yeah. This is good fun. This is great. (laughs) When I read this, this is the funniest thing I've (laughs) I've read. What makes it funny is, like I said, these guys are huge nerds that want to study more. (laughs) (laughs) They built built a tunnel to study. And when the police came to shut them down, they they, they got into a fight with the police. Listen, obviously, well, I don't want to speak for this podcast, but I yes. am a cab. Okay. All cops are bastards. Yes. You love cops. They're your favorite. Huh. Right? I don't know about this, but... You're yeah. actually related to cops. So are you. Mm, but I've disowned them. Have you? Yes. Mm, I'm telling. <laughs> I'm telling. <laughs> but yes, you love cops. But when I see cops getting beat up, I love it. Yeah. It doesn't matter the context. Maybe they were in the right. I just love seeing it. Right. 
Fair enough. Uh, yeah, do you have any other comment on that? <laughs> I just think it's really fun. like there's a lot of speculation going around. Like some people were saying that um, these young men uh, dug this tunnel so that they could spy on the young woman of the same movement. Yes. Well, this is the thing. Their tunnel goes underneath the woman section. Yeah. But it's not like there's an entrance there where yeah. like they can peep or something. It's yeah. just it goes underneath. It's <laughs> just there. <laughs> it's just underneath. That's from what I've read. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anything else? No, that's about it. All right. So, can we jump into the context for this movie? Um Oh, do you have a, a new story? I've got some news. Well, right. <laughs> won't you let us know then, chat? Yeah. Have you interesting <laughs> that we have a new segment here? <laughs> so, um, it's I've just got a lot of aviation news this week. Um, have you heard of Alaska Airlines Flight Twelve Eighty Two? Of course. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Do you think I'm a fool? Yeah. Only fools don't know about Alaska <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> something like <laughs> everyone knows about 92 <laughs> 82 <laughs> 82 <laughs> but for the fools out there in the audience why don't you let us know I mean them know <laughs> so it um, it was a scheduled US domestic flight operated by Alaska Airlines from uh, Portland International Airport in Oregon to Ontario International Airport in California so not Ontario in Canada. Yes. Yeah. Just thought I'd clear that up. Yeah, because that's far <laughs> away. Yeah. That's like a cross country. Yeah. To go from Oregon to... Uh, Ontario. Ontario. Yeah. Like, I mean, Ontario is near to New York on the West Coast. Yeah. Portland's on the East Coast. It's literally across the... Yeah. It's like the opposite end of the world. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, West Coast flight. End of the world, end of the country. Yeah. That too. Anyway, right. Uh, it... Um, Shortly after takeoff, on the 5th of Jan, 2024, a door plug, which, uh, I don't know if you know this, but, uh, so on a, do you know what a Boeing 737 is? Plane. Yeah. Perfect. Great. It's a commercial airliner, right? And, um, The plane! The plane! <laughs> you know that kid? Yes. We've spoken about it before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. He was in the James Ward movie. Yes. It's Karabagda's little friend. <laughs> yes. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> so, um, as all planes do, this one had emergency exits, right? However, um, Alaska Airlines wasn't using all of the emergency exits. So they decided to plug one. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, like, because they're not using all of them, they decided to plug a couple. Can I guess how the story is going to go? Okay. They plugged uh, one of the escapes and somebody got caught inside because they couldn't use that as an escape. That would be very gruesome. But no. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> that's what... <laughs> Look, if, if you know narrative, that's where the story is going. <laughs> but obviously, this is a, a true story, so... Yeah, no. Um... Sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. <laughs> anyway, shortly after takeoff, uh, the plug in one of the doors blew out. It just like it fell away mm. out of the plane, and uh, it it's like it's kind of like opening a window in a car, but with a much heavier breeze. 
Mm. And so things started getting sucked oh, out. Hot. Yeah, and the hair became a mess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hair became a mess. <laughs> Luckily, everyone survived. Um, but the FAA, the Federal Aviation Authority mm. in America, have uh, grounded Alaska Air's uh, 737 MAX 9 fleet until they can... Uh, Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Let's keep them out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. man, was, man was not meant to be in the sky. <laughs> yeah. The good Lord above <laughs> gave us legs and hands, not wings. <laughs> but yeah, so they've... Uh, I think we should shut down all planes. <laughs> Okay, shut down all plans. Yeah. If you want to go to another country, you have to walk. <laughs> okay. Walk all the way to, like, the UK. You've got two legs. <laughs> yeah. I do actually eventually want to do that if I can secure the funding. A walk to UK? Yeah. All right, great stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it was just, like, people have been finding some random things in uh, the fields that the the door blew out. For example, a working iPhone, like the, so the, uh, it's like an iPhone 5, I think, like an old, you know, the brick ones that still have the buttons. Yes. An iPhone with buttons? Yeah. You know, it's got the button at the bottom. Oh, yeah. Like. Okay, I see. Yeah. And. um, (laughs) (laughs) One button is not buttons. (laughs) I was assuming like a Nokia 3310. (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, you know. A, B, C is on the one. D, E, F is on the two. You know, like that's what I was. uh... (laughs) No, no. uh, Just, just. The one button. Yes. Anyway, what's the point of the story? You, you leading us down a long road. Uh, Just that the door blew out. That, that was the whole story. Great stuff. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, the boys, you know, when uh, Homelander's like, fuck this play. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone can die. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway. Other Mm -hmm. stories. Yes, there are other stories. Um, I don't know if you remember it, but in like September or so of last year, I mentioned a room temperature superconductor. Of course, I remember. Yes. Resistance is bad. Yes, exactly. You fool. (laughs) I'm talking about me in the past. (laughs) Anyway, right. Um, It turns out that that thing didn't work very well. Uh, like almost, I called it. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. Almost. Resistance is good. Everyone knows that. Not quite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's see how this pans out. Um, it it just it couldn't be replicated very well, so um, they obviously can't use it in much bigger things like oh, power lines. scales. Yeah, exactly. However, um, two Chinese labs working on replicating uh, LK ninety nine, which is the you know the thing they've found a slightly different method of creating it and that method has um sort of created a room temperature superconductor and i say sort of because it's not quite room temperature it's from uh like roughly negative 23 degrees celsius which is (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Very close then. Yeah, yeah. Yes. A hop, skip, and a jump away yeah. from room temperature. Exactly. Because... Um, well, why don't you explain that in terms for the Fahrenheit folks okay, in America? Uh, it's about... Let me help you. Okay. Minus 24 degrees Celsius. 
23. One million. Uh, <laughs> one million degrees Fahrenheit. That's what. <laughs> that's the conversion rate. <laughs> anyway, you're welcome. Damn Carry on with the story. Fahrenheit inflated recently. Mm. No, that's how it's always been. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I, uh, I've i been checking the... <laughs> you know, like they check the, the currency. Of, yes. Of like... Uh, the currency was like seven rand to the dollar before. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I checked the Fahrenheit to the, <laughs> the Celsius. <laughs> I just make sure everything's in line. Yeah. But anyway, the the biggest thing was that they needed to have that new substance replicated. And it's been replicated. Just not as good. No, as good. Like exactly the same. No, 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 no. I'm going to stop you there. Okay. Minus 24 degrees is not as good as, <laughs> as room temperature. Yeah, okay. Um, it's close. Yes. Hop, skip, and a jump. Yes. But it's not the same. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Well, it's... Okay, sorry. Let me rephrase. Are you saying the difference is negligible? Basically. All right. Because we can cool things to negative 23 degrees mm. uh, using things like liquid nitrogen, oh, yeah. which is very, very cold. Mm. But anyway, right, this, this new thing had to be replicated. And it's been replicated. All right. Which, so this one can scale. Yeah, this oh. one can hopefully scale. So we go back to the question. Okay. I asked initially. Yes. On that other episode. The other episode was Oppenheimer, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know this because I go back and listen to the Oppenheimer episode. <laughs> like, a, I've done it a few times. Okay. Like, every time I watch a Christopher Nolan movie. You which, go. Which I've done three times since Oppenheimer. Right. Okay. I rewatched Oppenheimer, I watched Interstellar, and I watched... Inception. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, every time I've gone back and listened to the Oppenheimer episode, and our Oppenheimer episode gets better with each. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> each. I think, like, well, I might start a YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And like, because uh, I have like a video idea about the movies of Christopher Nolan, right. which I don't think would work in like podcast form. Yeah. Uh, listeners, tell me if that's something you would like. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll just release it on this feed. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Right into us. If I'm working you, on a theory, I should say. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, fuck. Uh, <laughs> sorry, back to the story. Um, we got superconductors. Yeah, we've got superconductors, hopefully. Uh, yeah, I'll be yeah. wazoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Any superconductor sale. <laughs> these prices are going mad. <laughs> We're basically giving these superconductors away. <laughs> We're just making more and more of them. We, we don't care. We, we got so many. We got them out the water. Yes. Anyway, your next story. How many stories do you have? This is the most you've ever... Yeah, there are a few. Yeah. Um, I've got three. So this is the last one. All right. I uh, see they all have to do with like airplanes. Well, not the superconductor. What do they use on airplanes? Conductors. Yeah, just regular conductors. Well... <laughs> <laughs> They need to go to Namek and uh, <laughs> Arlen must die. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Damn it, Krillin. Um Okay, so this one's... Uh, this one's equal parts um, uh, unfortunate and amazing. Uh, have you heard of JL516? Once again, of course. Yeah, of course. Yes, yes. So what, what happened to JL516? <laughs> I don't think I have the vocabulary to explain it. Oh, I see. Right. Yes. Okay. I understand what happened. Yes. I know what happened. Yes. In fact, I, uh, I was there when it happened. Oh, oh, really? 
Wow. Oh, I meant I watched a video that was so realistic <laughs> that it felt like I was there. But uh, why don't you tell us in case uh, in case I miss um, some context? Um, okay. So basically, JL five one six was an Airbus A three fifty, which is like a yeah. Good. Yes. Great. Um, it's kind of a, a next generation plane, right? So it's like, it's one of the new planes that Airbus has come out with, uh, recently ish. Uh, it's, it's quite big. It's about, it, it holds about 400 people or so. Um, and this one got in an accident. Oh no. Yeah. Um, do they have insurance? <laughs> I don't know. They might. <laughs> That's going to be a big claim. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the forest company must not be happy about this. It's like Tenet when Christopher Nolan <laughs> dropped the plane. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, I'm reading this article from the BBC. I'm sorry. Can I just jump in? Yeah. You, you've never seen Tenet. No, I have not. They blow up a plane. I <laughs> I watched about the first... You've mentioned this before and you're going to make me angry. Just move on to the story. I watched the first half an hour of Tenet in reverse. No, you watched the first 10 minutes. Shh. <laughs> and you mentioned this on the episode I listened to. Um, what did I say? Oppenheimer. No, 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 no. The other one. I wasn't on Killers of the Flower Moon. Killers of the Flower Moon. No. Oh, actually, I might have been. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Uh, you I wasn't, yes. <laughs> Listen, get back to the news. Yeah, okay. We're anyway. running very long on this. <laughs> yeah. Japan Airlines Flight 516 had departed from Sapporo's new Chitose Airport at 1600 local time and landed at Haneda shortly before 1800. So, it landed. However... Six o'clock. Yeah. 1800. Yeah, yeah. Fucking military time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, the military loses. Yeah. I said it. Yes. They lost Vietnam. Uh, yes, they did. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the US military. Yes. The biggest one. They lost Pandora as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Those fucking idiots. <laughs> twice. They lost twice, <laughs> by the way. Anyway, carry on. Um, a Japan Airlines statement said that flight JL-516 had been involved in a collision with the Japan Coast Guard aircraft during its landing at Haneda Airport, resulting in a fire on the runway. And, um, well, end quote. Begin a new quote. We want to assure you that all passengers and crew on our flight were safely evacuated. Our thoughts and prayers are with the deceased members of the Japan Coast Guard. End quote. The Coast Guard aircraft, a de Havilland Dash 8 turboprop, so a much smaller plane, uh, was heading to help with rescue and relief efforts following Monday's earthquake in Ishikawa. It was one of four planes on a mission to the quake site. TV footage shows several fire trucks at the scene as smoke and flames billowed from the Airbus. Footage from inside the aircraft showed passengers surrounded by thick smoke. A passenger plane effectively burnt down to its fuselage. But... After all, it's fuselage. Fuselage, yes. Uh, it's fuselage. But, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's very, it's French. Yeah. Fuselage. Fuselage. Anyway... All 379 passengers and crew on on board were evacuated, which I I don't know if uh, you know much about planes, but this is unheard of. Insulting. Yeah, that is true. They call me Mr. Planes. That's cool. They called you Mr. Planes. Yes, <laughs> because I knew all about planes. 
But if somebody showed me a plane, I'd say, yeah, that's a plane. <laughs> <laughs> but like genuinely credit to the the Japanese people and uh, crew on board that plane because it's insane that every single one of them got out of a burning plane uh, not completely unharmed. There were about 14 <laughs> injuries. <laughs> but, I mean... like That's a fucked up thing to laugh at. All, all of them survived. All right. That's all right, the main right. thing. Good to hear. Yeah. Do you have any comments? No. Okay. Then... Uh, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah. I just... Uh, I don't know about uh, Japanese... Uh, you know... Planes. Aviation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway... So yeah, can we head on to the context? Yeah, please describe it. Okay. I'll edit this out. Okay. Well, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of both. We'll see. No, I definitely will. Oh, okay. Like, I know I'm unprofessional. <laughs> there's a limit to that. <laughs> this is a bit much. Yes. Yeah. Right. I do a lot of editing. Yes. On the episode. Indeed. Just tightening up, getting or fixing the audio. Etc. More than you would think. Oh, really? Mm. Huh. I thought we were perfect, to be honest. Mm. Well, it's more like, you know, like I said, the. Something will happen with the audio. Yeah. <laughs> and that's more the. So, can okay. we get into the context uh, of the movie? Yeah. So, this is directed by James Wan. We okay. mentioned in the Socks episode. Yes. And I think in the Nantu episode. Okay. Because his big break came out when he directed the first Saw movie. Yes. So obviously, and then later in his career, he created the Conjuring universe. Yes. Which the Nun is a spin-off from. Yes. Then right. in, in modern times, he's moved into blockbuster filmmaking with Furious 7 and, of course, the two Aquaman movies. Right. right. Yes. The next thing is, this will be the last movie in the Snyderverse. Yeah. To recap, in an attempt to compete with Marvel, DC got Zack Snyder to be their Kevin Feige. Yeah. Right? Kevin Feige is the person who maintains the Marvel Universe. Yes. He's the guy in charge. Yeah. But bad reviews and lackluster box office results caused the universe to cave in on itself until this year when mm-hmm. they announced that they will be rebooting with James Gunn in charge. Yes. So like Shazam 2 and The Flash this year... It is doing extremely poorly at the box office. Right. Due to it being a remnant of a dead universe. Okay. So with this universe finally collapsing. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, finally collapsed. I thought we should look at the positives and I thought it'd be fun if we mentioned a few moments from the Snyderverse that we liked. Yes. Like a, a funeral of sorts. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, so, do you want to give your list first or do you want to go like one, 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 one? We can do one, 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 one. All right. Yeah. So, my first one okay. is the Superman montage where he catches like a blown up rocket. Okay. Presumably a SpaceX rocket. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls a giant ship by its chain. Uh, the Mexican Day of the Dead celebration where they put his hands on him. There's like a flood and they draw the Superman symbol on the roof. Yeah. All of that in Batman vs. Superman. Right, yes. That's my fifth which, moment. Yes, that, I, that montage of Superman. Yeah. Very dope. Okay. People hate it because it's like, <laughs> you know, there's like a lady on top of her roof. 
yeah. that's, that's about to die and he's just kind of st- standing there in the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're like, the, you know, Superman wouldn't do that. Superman would be saving people as fast as he could. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a cool visual. That's all it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yours. So, Your uh, well, how many did you do? I, I only watched just, uh, well, I've watched the, the Schneider Cut mm. and Batman vs. Superman, which we did as a commentary. Mm. So my list is basically... From those two. Yeah. <laughs> just those. Yeah. All right. So my, um, my number five is when uh, the Flash gets in the car with Batman. Mm. And uh, he goes, oh, so what's your superpower? He's like, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. My number four. Yes. Ah, uh, so that's what this is. Some kind of Suicide Squad <laughs> <laughs> from the first Suicide Squad. <laughs> Will Smith might as well have just looked directly into the camera <laughs> and said it. Uh, I I think about this like a lot. Yeah. Like when. You know when some when I finally realize something, yeah, I'm like, oh, so that's what this is, some <laughs> kind of, <laughs> and then whatever it is, right? Yeah, I get a lot of play out of that. Yeah, <laughs> that line. You're number four. Uh, mine is when, uh, what are they? Are they the Amazons? Um, Wonder Woman's people. Yeah. Um, they are. They're protecting one of the boxes, mm. and that fight sequence in the like. What's it called? It's like a. Uh, I know what you're saying. They they blow it up. Yeah, it's like a vault kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. Excellent sequence. Yeah. yeah. That's that's my number four. It's mm. absolutely wonderful. So my number three. Yeah. It's kind of a cheat. It's two. It's sequences from two different movies. Okay. Right. It's the Batman vs Superman and the Justice League introduction. Okay. Which is the climax of the previous movie. Right. So. The end of Man of Steel, you see Superman fighting Zod. Yes. And then the beginning of Batman vs. Superman, you see that same moment through uh, Bruce's perspective. Yes. Yeah, where he's running through, well, driving through the city. Yes. Yeah. Then at the end of Batman vs. Superman, Superman dies uh, fighting Doomsday. Yeah. And the beginning of Justice League is the, like, the reverberations or the the consequences of Superman dying. Yeah. His, his death reverberates throughout the entire universe. Right. Leading to... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Not Darkseid. Darkseid's uncle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Steppenwolf. Yes. Steppenwolf, Steppenwolf uh, right, invading. Yes. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yes. I thought that was cool. Like a cool response to the Marvel post credit scene. Okay. Start yeah. the movie from the climax of the previous movie. From a different perspective. Yeah. Or... or show something else to it maybe Mm. not a different perspective or whatever the case is I thought that was a cool counter to the Marvel formula okay yeah your number three my number three is the the I guess it's the final fight sequence in the the Schneider cut Mm. where um, I believe they're fighting uh, Steppenwolf in the like the reactor mm. the nuclear reactor thing mm. and um the flashes you know the like the slow-mo flash yes thing where he's like running up the side of the thing this won an oscar by the way yeah and it there's a reason <laughs> it did 
<laughs> it's so funny, bro. The Flash goes into the Speed Force. Yeah. That's what it's called. Oh, good to know. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's oh, I love the the just the visual of it. Mm. Like the the electricity and then everything else is in slow-mo, but he's like so normal about it. Mm. It's mm. very very cool. Yeah. Yeah. My number 2. Number 2. A crab man fights a shark. <laughs> <laughs> We did this in the Aquaman comedy, yeah. but that's just one of my favorite parts in maybe of the last decade. It's just a giant crab band and he's fighting a shark. It's so dope. It's it's so silly. It's so fun. It's so a crab band fights a shark. That's what I call the first Aquaman movie. A crab band fights a shark. Alright, you're number two. Um the Superman revival in the Schneider Cut. It's honestly now that I'm thinking about it, it's just a lot of Schneider Cut stuff. Yeah. Because I haven't seen much else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the 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 you watched Aquaman. I did watch Aquaman. Yes, but okay, well, you watched two Aquaman movies. Yeah, yeah. That so you watched true. at least four movies in this universe. <laughs> that is also You're true. You're just snubbing Aquaman. <laughs> well, technically. But we'll see. Bias against Atlanteans. Okay, we'll, we'll see about All that. All right. Right. Anyway, um, yeah, it's also just a very, very cool scene where, like, you know, the Flash takes that run up and then he, he like, he jumps and he doesn't know if he's going to generate enough electricity to revive the superman Mm. and he touches the thing and it's like oh damn it worked Mm. Uh, i i really like uh how they they built the tension and then from there they released it in that way does that make sense yes yeah and uh, just correct me if i'm wrong there's a picture of his father there right Mm. yeah so of course Zack snyder lost his daughter yeah and you know the scene is about reviving Superman yeah and I assume you you know there's he would like to revive his daughter you know like that's a very yeah like, oh I didn't even think of that yeah because you're a fool that is true <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> I, I remember watching the Snyder Cut last year and thinking that in that mm. portion of the movie okay uh, which I didn't think about the first time I'd watched it yeah uh, okay Jesus Christ <laughs> Apologies, listener, if that yeah. came through. Apologies for nature. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, my number one. Yes. The ancient superheroes fight Darkseid in Justice League. Okay. That was so dope. It was. <laughs> it really was. Because <laughs> we've never seen that. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, this universe collapsed on itself before we got to see them team up. Yeah. We saw Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman against Darkseid. Yeah. That is a very dumb fight. Um, <laughs> yes. Superman just basically commits suicide. Yeah, pretty much. Wonder Woman was kicking Doomsday's <laughs> yeah. ass. She was having a ball. <laughs> and this guy, for whatever reason, grabs the kryptonite spear and does it. When yeah. Wonder Woman could have done She's not affected by kryptonite. Yeah. That not a well thought out no uh, sequence or just movie really yeah. well universe <laughs> which is why it collapsed in on itself yeah but yes that's my number one moment and while we've done nine 
I don't know what your final one is. Okay. But all nine have been different moments. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of shocked by that. But let's see. Your number one. My number one. And I, I feel like this is probably going to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. But it's Aquaman's first fight sequence in the submarine. Where he's oh. just... He's <laughs> cracking off zingers. This... I should have... Okay, sorry. No, <laughs> the end of that sequence is should have been on my list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I burst into laughter every time I think about that. I'll mention it later in the episode, but mm. put a pin in that. Yeah. Carry on. It's like, I, I mean, he just, he bursts in and he's just like, he's not phased by anything that they do. Well, I mean... They're just humans. Yeah. He has Atlantean powers, of course. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a fair fight in scientist. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I love the, the line delivery of that. Because mm. every single, yeah, every single quip is like, oh, that's, that's pretty good. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the right way to phrase that. But yeah, yeah that's my number one. Right. Oh, that was a cool one. I saw that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we don't need to do in-universe context because I think this movie does a pretty good job of catching you up on what you need to know in a fun scene in the beginning. Yeah. When he's telling his story to his son. Yeah. But other than that, the things I think an audience member would need to know are why is Orm in prison? Okay. Which explains because he killed uh, the Fisherman Kingdom's king. Yeah. I they call the Fisherman Kingdom, but they're like sand and like yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> I keep wanting to call them the Sand Kingdom. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the Fisherman Kingdom. Yes. And number two is why is Black Manta seeking revenge? Okay. Which they show in a flashback of his hating ass dad saying, <laughs> "You need to live, so you can kill that son of a bitch." <laughs> That's my double. That should have been my number one moment to the DCU. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> he is not going to die. No. Black Manta could have saved him. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a hater. He's like, I'm going to blow the submarine up so we can try to kill him. All right. Yeah. Also, to be clear, they didn't mention this in the movie, but Aquaman did not kill his father. No. Right? No, they... Aquaman injured him, and as he was trying to leave, Black Manta's father shoots at him. Yeah. Misses. It's the side of the submarine, and water starts flowing in. Yes. Black Manta is trying to stop him from drowning, but his father makes him leave by setting off a bomb. (laughs) So, again, Aquaman did not kill Black Manta's father. At worst, he didn't save him. But even then, he says, like, you ask the sea for forgiveness or something. Yeah, but still, yeah. He, di- he didn't save him. Yeah, sure. Right? Which is against the ethos of heroism. Yeah. But it's not the same as killing him. That is true. Black Panther's father committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> and a hater-ass fucking suicide at that. Yeah. <laughs> Outrageous. <sighs> All right. Okay. Next thing. There have allegedly been extensive reshoots on this movie. Okay. Which people have been using to push whatever agenda they want. Yes. For example, there's been a hate campaign against Amber Heard since the Johnny Depp trial. Yeah. Right. Now, there's this thing of uh, people are like, Amber Heard abused Johnny Depp. Yes. And some people are like, no, Johnny Depp abused Amber Heard. Yes. 
and from what I can make out of the situation, both of them have been violent in other contexts. Yes. So it doesn't shock me that they would have been violent with each other. Yeah. So I don't think there's any good people in the situation. No, not really. Like, yeah. They're both, you know, violent towards each other. Yeah. So as far as cancelling, uh, <laughs> I, I think we should cancel them both. Cancel both of them together. Right. But there's been a hate campaign against Amber Heard. Yeah. Right. And their whole thing is that the reshoots were to diminish her role in this movie. Right. Another one is that people dislike the movie and say, well, the reason I dislike this movie is because it's a mess due to reshoots. Okay. Right. So the reshoots are like the cave in The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. The reshoots are whatever you bring in with you. Right? <laughs> okay. Right. James Wan has pushed back on this saying it's the normal amount of reshoots. Yes. It was just difficult to schedule everything around the cast's other commitments. Yeah. With that being said, like the liberals who blame Russia for everything, I'm blaming Aquaman to reshoots from. <laughs> <laughs> I stubbed my toe. Damn you, the Aquaman reshoots. <laughs> uh, right. But also, like Avatar The Way of Water, I post about this on Instagram. Okay. So I'm going to read that summary review before we get into my thoughts proper. Okay. So, quote, As I've mentioned on my podcast, which you can find at www paceup.com or click the link in the bio at paceup underscore pod it's been an incredibly disappointing year in terms of superhero movies and movies in general mm -hmm. then when all hope seemed lost Aquaman rode in on his noble seahorse to save the day <laughs> <laughs> you know honestly I rewatched this movie uh, uh, just before we record this yeah uh, and I didn't realize he had a seahorse. I was just, <laughs> when I was writing this, I was just like, what does a guy in the sea ride? A seahorse. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the beginning, you see he's fucking riding a seahorse. <laughs> this has worked out very well. <laughs> anyway. Now, I've never been a big Aquaman myself. Yes. In fact, I only recently found out that he does not have sex with <laughs> So I didn't think okay. uh, I would enjoy it. But right. I was shocked at what a good time I was having. Okay. The movie is a fun romp with arresting visuals and a heartwarming, albeit predictable, story about brothers. Yeah. Which is why I took my little brother to see it. <laughs> and in true sibling nice. fashion, whenever, he, whenever a malformed creature of the depths showed up, I pointed at the screen and whispered, That's you. <laughs> in the days since, I've only seen negative things about it online. Okay. I say, give it five years, and I will be vindicated, as per usual. Okay. In 11 years, Aquaman 2 will win the FIFA World Cup, <laughs> or at least get to the final. And in 25 years, I wouldn't be surprised if the entire world's economy has somehow been rearranged around Aquaman 2. <laughs> which... <laughs> now, I did have an insanely good time. Okay. But you could maybe tell that I was being a little bit satirical towards the end. Little bit, Yeah. <laughs> The IMAX is doing a lot of heavy lifting in terms of my enjoyment. So we, we saw this in 3D IMAX. Oh, right, okay. I just prefer regular IMAX. Yeah. Again, I've mentioned this many, many times, but I don't like the 3D. Okay. I don't like the glasses and how they bully you into wearing glasses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fucking nerd, man. Don't, <laughs> don't make me wear glasses. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so yeah, like I said, the IMAX is doing a lot of heavy lifting in terms of my enjoyment. Yeah. Every movie I've seen in that theater this year got a 9 and up. Okay. If you exclude Mission Impossible 7, which I gave a 7. Okay. I saw Oppenheimer, Killers of the Flower Moon, and Napoleon. Okay. 
And yeah, I just I wish I could get, watch every movie in IMAX. So I'm just kind of addicted to that <laughs> that theater, bro. Unbelievable place. Yeah, I I really hope they do a Oppenheimer re-release. Yeah, possibly before the 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 Oscars or when it wins Best Picture. Yeah, I'll, uh, although when are the Oscars this year? It's in March every year. Okay. <laughs> no, like what date? The I end mean. of March. Okay. But then won't June be taking up IMAX then? June. June too? Yes. Mm. So, uh, but like June comes out early March. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. The Oscars happen end of March. Okay. They decide midway through April to do a re-release. Yeah. First of May, they do a re-release. Okay. But that's just me guessing, you know. Yeah. Uh, they probably won't even do a re-release because it's been too... It's too soon. Yeah. It's very rare that they do this now. They used to, like, in the 80s, mm. if a movie won Best Picture, they would re-release it so that, first of all, people would see it, but, like, to cash in on that. On the hype, yeah. <laughs> yes. And I just... We're 50 million away from hearing a bully. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Re-release it, cowards. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mentioned my brother in the Instagram post, but I also went with my friend who does shrooms. Okay. And he says that the IMAX on Shrooms is a game changer. Yeah. Just watching any movie on Shrooms is dope. Huh. But it's when it's in this large picture format and the sound is so wonderful, it all blends together really well. It's like the perfect storm. Oh, nice. Okay. Yes. Yeah. My friend was saying he wishes he did it for Oppenheimer. Oh. So that's why uh, <laughs> right. uh, a re-release would be, you know, even more beneficial. Yeah. For him. For him, I mean. Not yeah. me. Why would you even suggest that it's me? It's my friend. I would never. All right. So thoughts of the movie well you have any context you want to give uh no alright my thoughts of the movie the opening sequence that catches up us up with Arthur is a whole lot of fun yeah <laughs> seeing the baby peon in his Aquaman suit drying on the line him fighting the monster in the cage all dope right yeah there's also the most screen time Amber Heard has in the entire movie mm. which is probably a good choice yeah you know like, like I said I, I view them both as abusers yeah so I understand they had to include her. Yeah. But I'm glad she had a diminished role. Yeah. I don't know if that happened in reshoots or that was just the plan anyway. Mm. Uh, But yes. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. (laughs) Now this may be a reach because there's so little evidence for it. Yeah. So you you just stop me. You, you, you slap me on the head. Okay. (laughs) You say, you shut up. Okay. Right. Okay. But I'm wondering if this movie has to do with climate change. <laughs> you stop oh, it. Oh, oh, he, he beat me up. This, I said a tap on the head. He fucking he beat me. I have a black eye. He's the Amber Heard. He's the Amber Heard of this podcast. <laughs> right. Anyway, yes. So climate change. Apparently, this is from Jason Momoa. Okay. He leveraged his producer role to make this movie about nature and conservation. Yeah, okay. <laughs> In fact, there's like a a monologue he gives to his son. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I'm so excited to show you nature and uh, the world and yeah. all that. And it's basically all that just, stuff. Yeah, looking into the camera and saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, like, all this climate change stuff is nice. Yeah. But it's true on the nose. It's true, like... If it, if it was more subtle, yeah. Yeah, that would if, if they like, uh, if they don't mention the word climate change in this movie. Yeah. If they just say, oh, the Oracle is 
uh, messing with the messing well, with the, no and the the ice is melting yeah right and the ice melting is fucking things up perfectly mm. and you just in your little pea brain you put it together oh my god that's like climate change <laughs> yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> that's instead of like literally calling it out it's it's uh, just a bit too much on the nose personally uh, yeah but then the other thing is this is a kids movie yeah so a lot of stuff there i'm like oh i don't like this but it is a kids movie yeah so maybe kids need to be explicitly <laughs> told <laughs> told yeah honestly i didn't even realize it was about climate change wow i just i saw the orichalcum's effect and i was like oh Yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Oracalcum change. Yeah. <laughs> Oracalcum change. Yeah. Yes. It it reminds me of like coal. You know how they use like coal-fired power stations. Yeah. And everyone's the, like protesting against it. That's the the whole idea. Yeah. Yeah. The, the metaphor they're doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um So as I mentioned, James Wan is primarily known as a horror director. Yes. So the villain opening sequence where they find the underwater ice palace yeah. and get attacked by the giant squid was scary as shit. <laughs> I <laughs> loved it. That <laughs> I loved it. Cuz like you don't know what's behind that thing and when he breaks out in just a giant tentacle. Yeah. It's so fun. It's yeah. so cool. It also introduces us to the dark trident. Yeah. And I love the black and green color scheme that yeah. uh, you know yeah. it's shown throughout the movie it uh, i don't know why it is but like black and green is probably one of my favorite color combinations like uh if i ever get a really fancy car you want um, a black and green yeah i'm i'm wrapping it in matte black with green highlights i thought it'd be the other way green car with black highlights but uh, uh i feel like the black highlights won't stand out as much But anyway, yeah. Well, if it's on a green background, it will stand <laughs> out. But nevertheless, I'm thinking of like um, you know Bumblebee. Yeah. He's yellow, but he has black. Oh uh, uh, yeah. That's, like black racing stripes. Yeah. So I'm yeah. thinking of like a neon green with black racing stripes. Oh. That's what I was thinking of. But you are saying the inverse. Yeah. The opposite way around. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I thought the sequence of Black Manta trying to steal the Oracleum using those dope squid machines. And his plan is foiled by Aquaman, Mira, and Nicole Kidman riding on the red sharks. Yeah, that that scene, mm. it's not my favorite. Okay. No, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'm just saying, it's probably my, my number three scene of the, okay, of, of the sequences. Right. Right. Uh, the scene also in- incapacitates Mira, so she doesn't have a lot of screen time for mm. the aforementioned reasons. Yeah. It would be my favorite if not for the next scene. Okay. They break all out of prison, right? I mean the the thing with that the Orm scene like the the breaking him out it is very cool but I feel like uh, a lot of the lines are kind of um they're like pitched as zingers right but they don't land yeah I, sure. I personally for me it just it felt a little I did, I, hmm? sorry Kara It felt a little too scripted for my liking. But that was I mean it's still a great scene. It's just the line delivery wasn't all there. Okay. I agree with your point. Mm. But I don't agree that it's limited to just the scene. I think throughout the movie mm. there's a lot of cringe dialogue. Yeah, that is true. That's yeah. uh so yeah. 
Yeah. Um, they do this thing of explaining the plan and the scene starts properly midway through. Yeah. Like, which I think is quite cool. Yeah, it I is. I love the design nice. of the Sand Kingdom or the Fisherman Kingdom. Yeah. And especially those giant scorpions that they ride. It is very cool, yeah. So it reminded me a lot of the Alien from the Alien movie. Mm. Uh, it has this practical look to it, where I'm sure they were done by CGI. <laughs> yeah. There's no way yeah. they, they could have done it practically, right? Yeah. Um, what's the word? I, I read that they were trying to uh, emulate the works of Ray Harryhausen. Okay. Do you know who that is? No. He, he used to do like stop motion oh. uh, stuff. Do you know like Clash of the Titans? Yeah. And right. The original one in the 50s where like the Kraken is coming out of the water. Okay. I didn't know about the one in the 50s. All right. But but yeah, I get he, the general his, idea. His, uh, he had a very distinct style. Okay. Yeah. And that was... Uh, they're trying to ape that style. Yeah. And I didn't think about it initially when I watched the movie, but now that I read that, I'm like, yes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It, okay. It has that practical feel to it. Yeah. Again. And when Orm gets in the water and he's, and like he comes out and he's insanely <laughs> ripped or such yeah. a cool visual. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, because it's that same thing from Cap- the first Captain America. Yeah. He's like the skinny kid and then he gets put in the machine and he's, just unbelievably yeah. like, you think like the skinny Steve Rogers yeah. is actual Chris Evans yeah. and the the, the bolt one is <laughs> just like CGI because it's yeah. so fucking huge it's like it's maybe that just testifies to how unfit I am <laughs> like, I look at Chris Evans and I'm like that's not real that's, yeah. that's, that's CGI but yes similarly I thought his see his body when he was locked up that's his real body his actual body and this yeah. is CGI but yeah to be honest with you I think Patrick Wilson looks better than Jason Momoa in this movie really far better huh but it also has a lot to do with the hair yeah okay I, I don't like long hair yeah I do <laughs> Patrick Wilson and my brother and I were complaining uh, arguing about this after the movie I'm like Orm's hair is so much better Orm's hair is like a million times better than uh Arthur. Okay. Yeah. But anyway. Huh. Sorry, just back, mm. back to it when he comes out of the water. Yeah. It's a cool visual. Yeah. And I'm also wondering if there's like a Christ angle to it. Oh. The sea brings him back to life. Oh. You know, uh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know what brought Jesus back to life. Um, Being the son of God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. But <laughs> nobody really knows. He just, he went in a cave and dead he, and came out alive. Yeah. That, that's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. Was the sea in that cave? Uh-huh. We'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, the main reason I like the scene is that I introduced the octopus Topo, <laughs> who's my favorite character. He's a right. cephalopod. Who gives a fuck, man? Uh, I Probably const- Topo. I constantly g- giggled whenever he was on screen. Yeah. Right? He makes the same noises as Zoidberg. <laughs> he makes like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Truly, I loved him so much. <laughs> Topo, my favorite character of 2023. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. If you say so. Like You didn't like Topo? I, he is my second favorite character. Wow. All right. All right. All right. Well, okay. Let's yeah. see. Let's see when you bring it up, right? Okay. The music was also superb. Mm. Both the soundtrack and the score. Yeah. My favorite theme from the score is the Black Manta. 
theme. Uh, yeah. Right? It is a very nice theme. And the song over the closing credits, it's called Deep End by the X Ambassadors. Oh. I've been listening to that uh, quite often. <laughs> oh. <laughs> because it's, it's a dope song. And, you know, uh, like I mentioned, in the IMAX, the sound from the IMAX. Yeah. Having that come up over the credits was dope. Yeah. Uh, I'm realizing I'm saying dope a lot in this episode, but yeah, that's how I would characterize this movie. Mm. Dope. Put that on your poster. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. Right. Um, another terrific moment is when Aquaman says, I don't know if you know this, but I'm not popular with pirates. And Orm says, Oh, I'm well aware. <laughs> you know, that, that sinister yeah. thing, like you think he's betrayed him. And, uh, but it was immediately clear. Yeah. I, I really think, again, Patrick Wilson kind of outacted Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa throughout this movie. Definitely. There's only 100%. one moment where I'm like, oh, this is horrible. Okay. And we'll get to it. Okay. But, uh, uh, I especially like the line, put a hook in it. <laughs> yeah. Now, and this is why people subscribe. Okay. Right? You, we, we're breaking down what people can't see here, right? Right, yes. So, you see a hook. Okay. It's used to catch fish. Yes. But you're thinking to yourself, but Aquaman's not a fish. Yeah. He's Aquaman. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. It's a metaphorical hook. (gasps) And the metaphorical hook was a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, to lure him in. Yes. Right? I see. (gasps) Yes. Oh my goodness. But also, here's another, another thing. Okay. It's a play on the phrase, put a sock in it. Oh my right? goodness. Which means shut the fuck up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is something I tell my brother all the time. So, right, incredible line. Yeah. I'm going to say put a in it to a lot more people. <laughs> incredible line. Right? And no, I just don't think uh, the audience would have got it if not for... If not for this podcast. For this, us, right this is, here. This is the value add. <laughs> this, is, this is why they subscribe. This is why we make the big bucks. <laughs> uh, right. The next thing is inside the sunken citadel. Yeah. There's a Max Rebo style band. And we see this universal universe's version of Sai Snootles performing. Sai Snootles. So tell me, do you know who the Max Rebo band is? And do you know who Sai Snootles is? I'm assuming the Max Rebo band was like a jazz band of some description. Mm. Probably from, um, oh, what's it called? The Cantina in Star Wars. No. No? Okay. What is it? You're on the right track. Okay. Well, first tell me, well, you can guess that Size Noodles is the lead singer of the Max Yeah, <laughs> right, <But> yes. <laughs> the Max Rebo band is from uh, Return of the Jedi, the, the sixth movie. Okay. Not the fourth. Okay. Uh, but yes, Max Rebo is like this purple elephant. Or he's like a dark blue elephant. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. And Sai Snootles is this like, this lady who's like 90% legs <laughs> and like a, a small circle. That's the, the body. Okay. <laughs> and like giant arms. And she, she's the lead singer of the Max Rebo band. Right. Right. Okay. And the lady performing the song when we get into the Sunken Citadel yes. looked a lot like Sai Snootles. <laughs> right? But more fishy. Yeah. And uh, I gave a great big chuckle when Aquaman said, you expect, you expect me to play footsie with someone with that much blood on hands? And the guy goes, I don't have hands. <laughs> or feet. 
I fucking lost it, bro. My brother had to calm me down. <laughs> like uh, small kids were looking at me. <laughs> I was losing it. Uh, yeah. The thing I didn't understand was traditionally, he said traditionally, the kings of Atlantis have turned a blind eye to the sunken citadel. Yes. Perhaps we should make them see or something like that, right? Yeah. But I thought this was a hideout away from Atlantean forces. Um, yeah, I guess it's it's like, um, you know, in... Okay, bear with me here, because this is going to take a weird turn. I've got time. Right? In um, The Lion King, right? Mufasa uh, warns Simba about going into the... The elephant graveyard? Yeah, the elephant graveyard. And... Um, Simba's like, cool, I won't go there. I think it's similar to that where it's like the kings of Atlantis have been like, yeah, just don't go there. You're going to get messed up. It's not going to be a good time. Don't go there. And the Atlantean forces have been like, all right, cool. Fair no, enough. but I'm taking it to mean he's saying like uh, that guy's making it like a class thing. Okay. You know, like poor areas. Right. You say like, Okay, he's the king, but he's, you know, government. Yeah. Right? Right. You usually say government is not taking care of the poorer areas. Right. They only take care of the rich areas. Okay. So I took from that, that guy saying, you're turning a blind eye to the sunken citadel, meaning, you know, Atlantis oh. is not giving resources, resources and, and helping such. them out. Right? right. Okay. But again, that's, maybe that's just my misunderstanding. Mm. Uh, that line... Oh, uh, Orm says earlier that this is a place for pirates, pirates and yeah. you know people looking to get away from yeah Atlantis. Yeah, because I took it to mean like um, the government knows about it. They're just turning a blind eye yeah. on purpose. Yeah, they're just not going to do anything about it as long as it stays there. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, then they go to the island where the Arakot. Orichalcum is fucking up the environment. Yeah. And this is another crazy fun sequence. Oh, right? yeah. The only thing I didn't like is that when they see the inscription, a true king builds bridges. Yeah. It's so predictable about <laughs> <laughs> what's going to happen next, right? Uh, I also hear it when Aquaman says, looks like my metaphor just saved your ass. <laughs> what he was doing was literal, right? He should have said, my literal just saved your ass. It's <laughs> <laughs> the metaphor was <laughs> about reaching out to people. This was a literal. Nevertheless, right? it's so dumb. It's <laughs> I loved it so much. Om shouldn't have let him get away with it. Om should have been like, you idiot. I don't know what a metaphor is. <laughs> right. um, yes. You, you know, like I mentioned in my Instagram post, it's predictable. Yeah. So yes. I'm going to mention predictable a lot. Yeah, that's, a lot of it that's was. That's one just... of those. Mm. But that's a very small one. Yeah. I think the plot in general was very predictable. Yeah, it was. Because we watched the first movie the other day, right? Yeah. And you could see that Orm is going to go on a good guy arc at the end of the first movie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's pretty clear. He had a little but, Vegeta arc. Yeah. Uh, right. So this is a problem that came up a lot in the first movie. Okay. But someone will be explaining something and then an explosion will interrupt the scene. Yeah. This happens when Randall Park is explaining Black Manta's plot. Yeah. But at least they only did it once as compared to the th- three times in the first movie. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's, it's just like a, a cheap way to get out of the scene. Yeah. 
It's like, like hey, we don't know how to end this so, scene. We're just going to blow it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although it kind of works there. I don't know why, but it just, it does for me. Yeah, well, because Randall Park, he's... Uh, My favorite character in this movie. Wow. Yeah. Because he's a nerd like you. <laughs> yes, fucking exactly. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a cephalopod. That's why. <laughs> That's why I love Topo. <laughs> and um, another thing I'm just wondering is where Willem Dafoe. Yeah. They just like he died of poison. Yeah. <laughs> That's. <laughs> he's just gone. He's just gone. Bye. That's never dealt with again. Like, oh my god, Willem Dafoe's dead. I'm assuming it's just like, oh, fuck that guy is gone. <laughs> we always hated him, <laughs> right? And then when the Atlantean shop, we get this dope shot of the underwater and overwater with the missiles launching. Yeah, that's another very cool visual. I loved. Again, the IMAX is so cool. <laughs> like, yeah. Seeing this in IMAX 3D, holy shit. Okay. And then another predictable moment is when the Brian King says, Oh, I'm cut off the arm. <laughs> right? I love it. It's immediately <laughs> obvious that he would either lose that arm or lose both arms. <laughs> right? Because it's a sequel, right? Yes. So they usually ramp it up to be like, Oh, I lost one hand in the first one. I'm going to lose two in the second. But yes, this also works, right? Very predictable. <laughs> John Reese Davies. Yes. I love him so much. And then Orm explains the plot to us. Yes. And another predictable thing I saw coming a million miles away is that the villain was Atlan's brother. I didn't see that coming. Well, it's a movie about brothers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like, he has the Dark Trident, which is a uh, a mirror of Atlan's Trident. Right, yes. So I just assumed this is going to be about brothers. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. No, and like Orm would be, you know, because this is a question of will Orm betray them? Yeah. Because we had a few moments of. Oh, he might. Yeah, like, you know, the one I mentioned about where he's like, oh, I'm well aware. Yeah. And then later on, where Dolph Lundgren is about to die, and yeah. you think he, he leaves, and then he comes back and cuts it off. With yeah. The, like, mm. he goes around the tower. It's yeah. the, the, the question of this movie is will Orm be redeemed? Yeah. And that's a very easy question to answer. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, have, no. I, I could have told you at the at the end of the first movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that this is how this movie would end. Yeah. Right. Right. But generally, the big bad yes will be controlling, or you know, yeah, or will offer something to the person who needs to be redeemed. Yeah. And then that person will reject it. Uh, and he didn't really do that. Yet. Yeah. But. Um, but you know that that's just narrative. Because he he still takes the trident. He catches it to save Mira. Yeah. He didn't take the trident. Well, he kind of because he, he got possessed. Yeah. So like he still kind of takes it. No, look, they threw the trident at Mira. Yes. He catches it. It stops just before a face. Yes. And it, yeah. It's not he didn't he didn't do it on purpose to like steal the trident. It just he was saving her. Oh. Okay. You know, like <laughs> you make it seem like he he made a play for the trident. Yeah, because it like for me it it I don't know why, but it felt oh, kind you're of just biased funny. against Orm, my guy Orm. Maybe you're just hating. Maybe a little bit. Yes, dope here. He's ripped his shirt. <laughs> he is. You're just yes. hating, hating out the gate. 
Hairy from outside the club. You can't even get in. <laughs> yes, so I'm hearing him from outside. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a movie about drugs. Of course, a villain. Uh, yeah, this is too predictable. Okay. I was hoping that they would subvert my expectations, but they didn't. Okay. That being said, this flashback to the Brothers War was also very, very dope. Yeah, it was. I'm shocked that people find this movie boring. Okay. My dad told me he fell asleep. <gasps> well, your our dads fall asleep through any movie. But still, this was such <laughs> yeah. a fun, you know, like, I understand falling asleep to, like, the English patient or, like, part of Africa. <laughs> like, <laughs> makes this, sense. This cool. is a blockbuster movie with, like, you know, colors popping off the screen and, like, uh, mm. him riding a seahorse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much fun. Okay, well. A crab man doesn't fight a shark in this movie. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> They're on the same yeah. side this time. I dropped a point because they didn't fight <laughs> <laughs> crab man doesn't fight a shark. But yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just very disappointing. Yeah. When a good movie comes out, yeah. you hope it gets supported. Yeah. Then a bad movie comes out and it does get supported. Yeah. Like that Spider-Man movie. I don't know. <laughs> anyway... The third act is, again, predictable. Uh, yeah. There's nothing I can really say about the third <laughs> act except predictable. Oh. Everything that happens there is just what happens in it's like superhero movies. It's like, um, oh, what's his name? You're going to... Corvette. I, no, I don't think so. No. Oh, Black Manta. No, it's... Um, there was the, the guy who said, like, Marvel... Movies are like a roller coaster. Scorchesy. Scorsese, yes. Martin Scorchesy. Yeah, it's like you know exactly what you're gonna get. Yeah. You're just <laughs> along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, true. Uh, then Black Manta is as big of a hero as his dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. You know what? I would not have respected him if he took Aquaman's hand yeah. he is and the thing is I would say he's not dead okay he would come back for Aquaman 3 and finally be the big bad if that well it won't would it because they're rebooting the universe yes right? yes that's what I'm trying to get to that okay I'm right. saying I think he's alive okay but it doesn't matter because you know because he's being rebooted yes for all intents and purposes the universe is dead so he's dead yeah right right but if there was going to be an Aquaman 3, yes. I would say that he's not dead and he would come back to be the main villain. Okay, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Finally again, he gets his actual shot. Yes, because yeah. in the first movie, he's Orm's kind of henchman. Yeah. In this movie, he's Corvette's uh, henchman. Yeah. So he would finally get play as, like, the big bad. Yeah. No henchmaning about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, then this is the worst part of the movie. Okay. And I said the... So this line both sucks and Patrick Wilson delivered it poorly. Yeah. Right? Okay. Where he says, oh, well, your metaphor just saved the world's ass. <laughs> right? Yeah. Again, the delivery is bad. <laughs> yes. But the it line is. itself is self-congratulatory <laughs> and masturbatory. Right? <laughs> it's so... Like having... You're so up your own ass to, to, to say that, right? Because uh, when I first saw that, 
Yes. I thought it was the director who was like congratulating themselves. Yeah. Because obviously this is a movie about climate change. Yes. And in a perfect world, or not a perfect world, in a world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like a bunch of people see this Aquaman movie. Yeah. And they're like, God damn it, we need to do something about climate change. Yeah. Right? Right. And in that sense, the metaphor is the movie that saved the world's ass. Oh, right? yes. Right. But now that I know that Jason Momoa was the one who, you know, pushed this climate change angle in. Yeah. I feel like he's the one. And Orm looks di- directly at him and says it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's so, again, just self-congratulatory. Yeah. Masturbatory. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I, I disgusted me a little bit. Okay. Right. Uh, yes. Right. The last thing I want to say is it's insanely derivative of other superhero movies. Okay. It's, yeah. This is not the last thing I want to say. Okay. But yes, Arthur and Orm is the same as Thor and Loki. Okay. Which is directly called out within the movie. Yeah. He calls him Loki. Yeah. Um, the address to the United Nations revealing Atlantis is the same as Black Panther revealing Wakanda. Sorry, just on the point of Thor and Loki, mm-hmm. right? He calls him Loki. But does that mean that the Marvel superheroes are like a movie or like, you know, they've got the MCU within the DC EU? Are you done? Yes. You know, Marvel didn't create Thor. <gasps> it's a Norse myth. No, man. I they, oh, oh yeah, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> They're just referring to the myth. <laughs> They're not referring to the comics. <laughs> you are so you are so MC. <laughs> you think you think Marvel comics created Thor? <laughs> That's the only version of Thor that exists in the world. <laughs> If not for the Marvel Corporation, they wouldn't be a Thor. Oh, uh, no. Great stuff. <laughs> you know, as I'm hearing you say that, my eyes just widened. You know, like, you know uh, I don't know if I should expose you. <laughs> but the other night when we were having supper, yes. your mother asked, what does Oppenheimer have to do with the bomb? <laughs> I looked around me like someone was praying a, 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 prank, a prank on me. Praying like, a prank on you. Playing a prank on me. Yes. <laughs> because I'm like, what the hell? What did he just say to me? <laughs> he had everything to do with the bomb. <laughs> he is the bomb guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yes, anyway, yeah. Uh, like I said, the address to the United Nations revealing Atlantis was Black Panther revealing Wakanda. Yes. Uh, him saying, I am Aquaman, same as Robert Downey Jr. saying, I am Iron Man in the first... Iron Man. Yes. Uh, a banger song over the credits. Yeah. This it's called Deep End by the Ex Ambassadors, which I mentioned already. Yeah. Do you remember the Amazing Spider-Man Two? No. Okay. There's a song. It's by Kendrick Lamar and Alicia Keys. Okay. It's called It's On Again. Okay. Dope. Very dope song. <laughs> okay. Right? And that it's not a great movie, but that you know when that the movie credits. ends and the credits start going. Yeah. That was dope. Okay. So yes. Yeah. It's it's scrubbing a lot from other superhero movies. Right. My last point slash question is where was the Justice League in all this? Okay. Because uh, that That's a very good question. The morning I went to watch that movie I posted a picture of Superman on my Yes WhatsApp status. Uh, yes. Right? Because I assumed you would see him or at least they would be mentioned. Yeah. Because I'm it would be sure, something. I'm eighty percent sure the world knows about the Justice League. 
Okay. Yeah. And yes. I was also pretty sure that they revealed Atlantis in the Justice League movie, but <laughs> now uh, I don't know if they did. Whatever the case is, they know Aquaman. Yes. Right. So is nobody wondering where did Aquaman come from? Clearly not. I guess <laughs> it's, it's, it's uh, people acting with like shock, like <gasps> Atlantis. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, do you have any closing thoughts? Um, I think. Oh, actually, no, no, no. I'll say it after. But no, I don't really have that. The, any other closing thoughts? Yeah. Uh, but I like. I enjoyed it, mm. but I didn't enjoy it as much as originally expected. So I gave it a seven. Mm. But uh, yeah. Right. So you? I gave it an eight. Okay. Upon leaving the cinema, I was ready to give it a nine. Okay. But <laughs> the IMAX does so much. <laughs> right. In the when I watched it yesterday, uh, I watched it in regular three D. Mm. I thought it was like a seven. Okay. But I'm gonna give it an eight. Okay. And in the future, like maybe I'll watch it on TV and I'll drop it down to a seven or something. Yeah. But, at current moment, I had such a great time. I, it's it's really shocking to me that people don't like this. Yeah. But whatever the case is. Okay. Now, are we done yet? Yeah, I would say so. We would usually, this would usually be the end of the podcast, or we'll get into recommendations. Yes. Right. right. But I thought it would be fun if we did a predictions for the year. Okay. Right? Right. Do you have that? No. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be honest. Yeah. I'm eighty percent sure I sent you a message. Yeah, you did. But anyway. I know you did. So the obvious caveat is that the release schedule changes and things I thought were coming out next year yeah. get pushed up or vice versa. Yeah. Right. So these are just the ones that are on the schedule now. Okay. Uh and right. This is like a counter or a a companion to yeah. our end of year wrap up episode. Yeah. So we can look at these predictions and say, and you know, compare and contrast. Yeah. So, my first category is best superhero movie. Okay. And there's only five superhero movies out this year. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> this is a default top five. Yeah. Right? In fifth place, I have uh, Craven the Hunter. Okay. Who's a very limited character, I feel. Okay. Well, Ollie, okay. He's conquered every animal on earth okay now he set his sight on a more deadly prey okay spiderman <gasps> right right but that's not like i don't see where you go from there yeah the, that story goes either you catch him or you don't you know it's yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> he doesn't have a lot of like room for growth yeah and I don't like Aaron Taylor Johnson as a an actor. Okay. So I think this movie is going to suck. Okay. That's just my opinion. Right? Okay. Right. In fourth place, I have Venom 3. Okay. And I really don't care for the prior Venom movies. Mm. Uh, I, I like certain portions of those Venom movies, but as a whole, you know, I'm kind of against them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Uh, number three... I have Madam Web. Okay. Which I predict will be slightly better than people think. Okay. I'm calling it now the Aquaman 2 of 2024. <laughs> 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 right. And these three movies are part of the SPUM. 
the spam are you familiar with the spam Sony something 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 so in the 90s Marvel were going out of business yes and they sold off their popular characters yes and pretty much they've gotten all of them back except for two okay one is Spider-Man yeah and you know his related characters mm. and the Hulk okay they can't make a solo Spider-Man movie they can't make a solo Hulk movie yes right. they have to they have to be in concert with the Sony company if they want to make a Spider-Man movie and they have to you know be in concert with the Universal Corporation if they want to make a Hulk movie yeah right right so Sony with the non-Spider-Man characters the rest of his universe they can use his 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 rogues gallery and okay uh characters with that you know revolve around him like uh like say Gwen Stacy yeah like a Venom like a Madam Web like a Craven <laughs> <laughs> yes right right so like a Morbius <gasps> that doctor that, yeah. that good old doctor yeah <laughs> the tv show the good doctor is about morbius <laughs> he's such a good doctor <laughs> but yes um this has become the sony pictures universe of marvel movies okay the spam <laughs> <laughs> the sp- uh, okay yeah right right uh yes and those are the bottom 3 because i think they're all going to be rubbish Okay. Just based on their previous output. Right. Their previous output being the first two Venoms yeah. and Morbius. Okay. And yeah. there's another one I'm pretty sure. <sighs> Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Uh right. In number 2, I've Deadpool 3. Okay. Again, it's a default second because the spam movies are all dire. <laughs> right. <laughs> so the, this could have been second or third, but yeah. You know, like I'm saying It, it's default high on the list because the rest is probably going to suck. Yeah. Right? I had some fun with the first Deadpool. Okay. But I didn't really like the second one. Okay. I thought the second one kind of sucked. The whole death plot and... Yeah. Okay. Because like, that's what we loved about the first movie. You, <laughs> him and Vanessa, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I... I think it's going to be the second best movie, superhero movie out this year. Okay. And in first place we have Joker. Folly adieu. Another default result. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um just I don't be far talk about this. I thought this movie should have been named Gotham Gotham. What Gotham Gotham. I have no idea because the first uh Joker movie yeah is a shameless rip off of Taxi Driver. Okay. And Scorsese's next movie after Taxi Driver was New York New York. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so this should be Gotham Gotham. That's what I thought. Okay. But they named it Folly Adieu. Oh, which means a joint delusion. Okay. So they're introducing Harley Quinn. Yes. And I'm led to believe that this is going to be a a musical. Oh, which I wish they hadn't announced. I yeah. wish I didn't know that. Yeah. I wish I wish I just walked in and it was a musical. <laughs> That would be way more fun. <laughs> That would have been crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh but yes. The the first joke is obviously a shameless rip off. Yeah. But it's not a bad movie. Okay. Yeah. Right. So you know, it's a very very low bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at the movies this year, like none of these I had a good time with in their previous movies. Yeah. So it's looking bleak, but maybe Joker could be good. Although I personally think that Deadpool 3 is going to be the best superhero movie. Okay. 
because they've got a huge Jackman propping it up. Get it? Okay, never mind. Don't worry about it. Intentional silence. (laughs) 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 Right. Anyway, so that's the end of that category. Yes. And I have the biggest surprise. Okay. Open bracket, negative, close bracket. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Number five, Ghostbusters Frozen Empire. Okay. Now, we spoke about The Lost Jedi being one of the most divisive movies of the 21st century. Yes. Another top five most divisive movie would be The Lady Ghostbusters in 2016. Yes. Last year, or two years ago, they made another Ghostbusters movie, which is very safe and down the road. Yes. And that was very well received. Yeah. And I thought that movie sucked shit. Okay. Right? (laughs) Right. And I think they've learned the wrong lesson. Yes. And they're going to, like, double down on that in this new Ghostbusters movie. Okay. So... And I think audiences will come to their senses this year and, you know, reject this bullshit. Yeah, we'll but, see. But I don't know. Okay. Num- number four, which I think will be the bigot- biggest negative surprise. Okay. Inside Out. Okay. Huh. Okay. The first one was one of the best movies of the 2010s. Right. Making a sequel will ruin it. You know, I, I think they should just leave it be. Uh, Yeah, fair enough. That being said, it could be this... Um, Toy Story thing Yeah Where they didn't want to make A Toy Story sequel Yeah And Toy Story 2 is One of the best sequels Ever made Yeah Not my opinion <laughs> <laughs> But uh, other people Have said this Yes So Actually When I was a kid I watched Toy Story 2 More than I watched Toy Story 1 Yeah I okay. liked it more than The first Okay I haven't seen I, left, I haven't seen The third one Yeah I've seen portions Of the third one On TV Okay. Because I was like in my teens by the time the, that, that, that one came, came out. out. Okay, yeah. And then Toy Story 4, I haven't even seen one minute of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, so yes. I think at some point we'll probably do the Toy Story movies on this podcast. Yeah. But for now, I, I, yeah, I like Toy Story 2 more than so. <laughs> I, I doubt that this will be Toy Story 2. Uh, but you but never know. You never know. Yeah. But this is just my... You know, it's predict- predictions, you know. Yeah. They, I'm not saying <laughs> this will definitely happen. Yeah. All right. Number three, Craven. Okay. Dante. <laughs> <laughs> People are focusing on Madam Web. Yes. As uh, the movie that's going to suck this this year. Okay. But I really feel Craven is going to be worse. Okay. Again, just call it a feeling. Yeah. Maybe it's just because I love... Um, What's her name? Dakota Johnson. Oh. She's Madam Webb. Okay. Right? Yeah. Uh, and I don't like this guy, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I have Craven as my number three disappointing movie of the year. Okay. In number two, I have The Fall Guy. Okay. David Leach. Do you know who that is? Yes. Who's he? Uh, he... I don't know if he created or, like, co-directed. Or oh, he may have actually been the director of John Wick. Yes. Yeah. He is the co-director of the first one. Yes. Then he did Deadpool 2. Mm. And he did... Did he do Bullet Train as well? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. So I'm not a big fan of David Leach. Okay. I think he does good stunts. Yes. But the story and acting in his movies are awful. Okay. Right. And my favorite actor is Ryan Gosling. Okay. And he's the star of this movie. Okay. And I just think it's going to disappoint. 
But, uh, you know, again, we'll have to see. Yeah, you never know. In first place, I have IF. Okay. Or IF. Okay. I think it stands for imaginary friend. Don't quote me on that. Okay. I'm quoting you on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but yes. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is the star of this movie. Okay. And he only stars in bullshit. Yeah. Um, Deadpool, I think, is the exception. Like, he used to be in very good movies. Yeah. And then, like, in the 2010s, he develops this persona in that. <laughs> and, like, he's, the, yes. he just plays himself in every movie since yes. then. Yeah. But, yeah, I think this If movie is going to be rubbish. I, based on marketing, yeah. I view it as uh, a companion piece to the worst movie of 2021, Free Guy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That was a great movie. No, it was not. I what, the worst movie that year. I really, really loved it. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Then I have biggest surprise, open bracket, positive, close bracket. Okay. Right. Right. There have to be negative connotations going in. Yeah. Right. Okay. So number five, Transformers one. Okay. Again, I think the public perception of Transformers is in a bad place. Yeah. Because even though I adored the one that came out last year. That was a lot of fun. People yeah. still don't like it. Yeah. Right? Right. And I think this Transformers one is going to bang. Okay. It's an animated Transformers movie. Like the original ones in like the 70s, I want to say. 80s. 80s. Well, it was a TV show. And then they... Yeah. In the movie, they killed off the, the Transformers from the TV show. <laughs> and traumatized a lot of children. Oh. Because they, they were like, oh, it's a movie about our, our friends, the Transformers. And they go there and everyone dies. <laughs> 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 because Transformers was... Going to go into it. Uh, Ronald Reagan... Uh, I think we have gone into it at some point. Yes. Probably on the Transformers episode. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Anyway, let's not get into it. Just go listen to that Transformers episode. But yeah, good idea. The team making Transformers 1 yes is the same team that made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem which was outstanding in, yeah <laughs> right so I'm excited for this okay number 4 Rebel Moon Part 2 okay I have no evidence <laughs> <laughs> just a feeling it's gonna bang okay right because again Zack Snyder let's I think he has good things to do yeah I just think Rebel Moon Part 1 just didn't work for me. Okay, yeah. And I think maybe this one will save it, or... Yeah, because, it, like I said on the Rebel Moon thing, it it felt Cause like, like it was setting up, up right? Yeah. So you expect Part 2 to be the catharsis. Yeah. Like, uh, to see the things actually happen. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be good. Okay. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> you know, we got a lot of traction from a <laughs> Rebel Moon commentary. Yeah. So, yeah. Number three, I have Madam Web. Okay. Again, I love Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Such a huge rush on her. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. Number two, <laughs> The Lord of the Rings prequel. Yes. Which you are saying, oh, but people love The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Not really. You. Well, yes, you, I love. You are living in a bubble. Yes. You recently watched The Lord of the Rings. Yes. But for other people, there's been a, a series of Hobbit movies. Yeah. That soured them on it, first of all. Okay. Yeah. And then a TV show that was also pretty bad that diminished The Lord of the Rings. I do right? need to watch The Hobbits. Right. But yeah. the, 
the public perception of Lord of the Rings yeah. is that it's in a bad place. Okay. And yeah. this, I think this uh, animated show and this animated movie is going to bang as well. Okay. Right? Yeah. It's made by the team that made, that was part of the Animatrix. Okay. The Animatrix is a animated continuation of the Matrix. <gasps> I never would have guessed that. <laughs> right. So I think this is going to be pretty good. Okay. Uh, in number one, I have Love Lies Bleeding. Okay. Which, uh, A24 movie. Yeah. Uh, starring Kristen Stewart. Hey. Wasn't she in Twilight? Yes. Right. Kristen Stewart is my favorite uh, female actress. Okay. Well, female actress. Yeah. <laughs> my, fem- my, my favorite actress. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, and she only chooses great parts. Okay. As opposed to... What's his name? Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Look, my favorite actors... Well, my favorite two male actors are Ryan Gosling. Yeah. And number two, Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Robert Pattinson. Yes. Robert Pattinson. Right. <laughs> yes. And uh, Kristen Stewart is my number one female actor. Okay. Right. They're the two leads of the Twilight movies. Yes. They've parlayed the money that they made from the Twilight movies into doing what they want. Yeah. They never have to conform to a... To a specific thing. A, a blockbuster ever again. Yeah. Except, you know, if they choose to. Yeah. Like, he chose to become Batman now. Yeah. Right? Right. So, I love the choices both of them make. Okay. And I think Love Lies Bleeding is going to be a huge surprise. Okay. You know, like, obviously it's an A24 movie, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to be good, but I think, you know, like, it's going to be a mainstream okay. success. Because I think she's so excellent in everything. Okay. Watch The Clouds of Sil- Silmaria and uh, personal shopper okay and Spencer <laughs> right Spencer he, Confidential no oh just Spencer it's uh, about Diana Lady Diana Spencer oh okay she plays a a version of her okay cool. of, she plays her I don't know why I said a version of her alright <laughs> um, then my next category is most money at the box office okay so at number 5 I have Deadpool 3 huh what do you mean huh um, I just I I thought it would be higher on the list. Whatever, whatever comes next, I just I think that it would be higher than fifth. Personally, we spoke about this in the Barbenheimer era, right? Yeah. Barbie is obviously going to make more money than Oppenheimer because it's aimed at kids. Yes. Kids don't go to the movies alone. Yeah. They if a kid goes to a movie, they're going with their parents or like. Yeah. You know, like they'll go with someone more. It's easier for kids' movies to make far more money than... Uh, and Deadpool is R-rated. Yeah. Right? So, in South Africa, that means you have to be 18 and older to... Yeah. Actually, I think it might be 16. They Nevertheless, to, yeah. whatever the case is, there's an age restriction. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that's why I think they'll be in fifth. But I still think a lot of kids are going to watch Deadpool because of Ryan Reynolds. But will they be allowed to? Uh, yeah, they can use their parents' movies cards. <sighs> Movie cards. Whatever. Yeah. Then anyway. Yeah. Fourth place, I have the Lord of the Rings prequel. Okay. The Hobbits, despite being rubbish, yes. each, like all made a billion. Okay. <laughs> 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 doesn't seem that rubbish to yes. me. And it's, no, well, the amount of money doesn't uh, mm, yeah. correlate to the quality of a movie. Look okay. at that rubbish Spider-Man movie. Yeah. Right. The, Which I found great. Anyway, yeah. The uh, 
I think the only thing is the... This is totally separate from the TV show. Okay. So, I think people are going to be like, all right. Yeah. Let's go to this. Let's see what it's about. Right. Okay. Number three. Joker. Folly adieu. Okay. The first Joker also hit a billion. Right. I think... Yeah. This is like... I heard this described in 2019 whenever that movie came out. Yeah. The Joker is like White Panther. Okay. He's like Black Panther for white people. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Right. So I think that movie's going to just do so much money. Okay. Second place, we have the Lion King prequel. Right. Again. Again. Kids. Kids movie. Yeah. But the Lion King 2019. Yes. Made. It's the most money made in Africa. That's crazy. So, this guy I know, I won't say my friend. Yeah. He worked at a company that, like... Does the stats for them. Does the stats. Okay. And he asked me, hey, what do you think the number one movie is? And I'm like, it's Lion King, the live action one. Yeah. And he's stunned. He's like, how do you know this? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not a fucking idiot. <laughs> this is your job, baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes. Lion King is exceptionally well liked. And I is think, it? Yes. The live action one. No. Oh, original Lion King. No, I'm trying to say it made money. Oh. I don't, yeah. When I say well liked, that, that's what I was trying to say. Okay. That it made not. I've never seen it. I can't comment oh. on the quality of it. Yeah. And I'm never going to see it. Okay. Sorry. Cool. Like, we'd have to hit a Patreon goal of like 200,000. <laughs> <laughs> Listener, you heard him. 200,000 Patreon subscriptions and we're doing it not oh yeah 200,000 subscriptions yes yeah. <laughs> that's a million dollars <laughs> yeah that's not the point yeah but um, listen go subscribe to our Patreon yeah I think the Lion King prequel about Mufasa is gonna do very well okay first place I have Despicable Me 4 <laughs> <laughs> that is the biggest surprise of my year so far why is that I I feel like Despicable Me, uh, as a, how do I describe it? As a franchise, it's pretty good, right? But I don't know if that many people are going to go watch it. I know, you know, kids movie, that kind of stuff. But I feel like Lion King would probably, Lion King and maybe even Deadpool would make more than it, personally. That's my... uh, Prediction on that. You're underestimating the minions. The minions. Those yellow fellows. Yes. They you underestimate them at your peril. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. Okay. Uh my last category. Yes. This has been taking very long. Yeah, a little bit. Let me check the time. Two hours. Yeah. Not not as bad as I thought. Considering the amount we've had (laughs) here. So it's uh, two hours long, but uh it's oh, not yeah. too bad. Best picture. Okay. In fifth place, I have Gladiator 2. Okay. Which, I don't know if you know this uh, original recipe, Gladiator 1, best picture. Yes. And I do know that. Yeah. So, I was chatting with my friend. He's a big cinephile. Okay. And I told him I don't like Tim and Tom. Okay. What Tim and Tom? Uh, Timothy Pomelat. He's the guy from Dune. Yes. And Tom is? Hardy. No, that piece yeah. of shit Spider-Man. Oh, oh, Tom right. Holland. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Tim and Tom, I don't like them. Right. And he was like, 
they're the two superstars of you know of you know the two big upcoming male superstars yeah he's like who do you like and i'm like paul mescal oh you know that is an actor yes he's a great actor okay he was in a movie called after sun last year yes it made me cry <laughs> yeah we did speak about it yeah yeah amazing movie but he's an amazing actor okay and he's going to be playing the nephew of Russell Crowe's character oh. from the first gladiator okay and this is directed by Ridley Scott right so i have high hopes yeah ridley scott i know a lot of people have been hating his movies uh, yeah but i think he's quietly been on an amazing run okay like the last duel napoleon mm those don't need to <laughs> yeah <laughs> the last two movies is done okay then uh in third oh in fourth place i have civil war right which is not a re-release of captain america 3 <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a a24 movie by alex garland okay i'm a huge alex garland fan okay he made uh ex machina right yes. annihilation he wrote dread uh just a incredibly talented filmmaker okay uh i love his work and i don't know anything about so well, i don't even know the plot i just know <laughs> i just know he's making it so i'm going to watch it and i think it's going to bang okay third place yes furiosa okay it's not furiosa It's Furiosa, <laughs> <laughs> which is the Mad Max prequel. Yes, about Charlie Theron's character, but it uh, she'll be played by uh fuck who's that thin actress? Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, is she? Okay. She's very thin. Huh. Okay. You've never seen her? No, I like I watched The Queen's Gambit. Oh, that no. okay, never mind. But yeah. yeah, she's very thin. Okay. Anyway, she's going to be Furiosa. Okay. And I think Chris Hemsworth in, is in this movie. Huh. Yeah. What's he doing there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hanging out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yes, M- Mad Max Fury Road. Yes. Was one of my top movies of the 2010s. Right. Maybe of the 21st century. Okay. And I think it's maybe my number 2. Huh. Right. That's pretty good. And the only thing better than that that I have at number 1 avatar no what avatar didn't come out in the 2010s oh yeah that was 2009 i mentioned this many times <laughs> uh oh, i don't know blade runner 2049 god damn it i should have known directed by denny villeneuve yes and he's also the director of dune which is my second movie oh, <laughs> which is <a> segue <laughs> yes it would have helped if you could <laughs> say some of those things and i don't have to answer them myself <laughs> yes um blade runner my number one movie of the 2010s yes denny villeneuve one my main guys dune one like rebel moon part one is a part one <laughs> so <laughs> lots of setup Yes. And now things are popping off in the second one. Yeah. And I think this is going to be incredible and I'm going to watch it in IMAX. Okay. I'm going to shit my pants. Oh no. It's going to be amazing. Oh no. <laughs> and why is that only number 2? I don't know. Because in first place I have Mickey 17. Okay. Which is Mickey Mouse when he's about to become a <laughs> it's a it's a teen drama about him <laughs> becoming a man. <laughs> no. Okay. So it's directed by Bong Joon-ho. Okay. He made Parasite. Yes. Yes, picture winner from a few years ago. Big fan of his filmography. Yeah. But 
starring Robert Pattinson. Oh, right. Okay. It's about an astronaut, and that's all I know about it. <laughs> right. Um, I just think that's a dream team. Big man Bong, Robert. Yeah. They're going <laughs> to you know, yeah. yeah. cook. Yeah. So that's it. Those are my predictions. Uh like in in my mind I would have had Dune for the top spot. Mm. Just because of the kind of the hype surrounding it after the first one. All right. But that's me. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is not your prediction section, is it? Yeah, I know. If if you had only if you had only written down some predictions, maybe you could have said that. But uh, if only, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna silence that in the edit. So okay. <laughs> nobody knows what you said. <laughs> nobody knows what your, what you would have had as your prediction. So can we get into recommendations? Yes. <sighs> Obsession. Okay. I'm worried that I'm too lenient if a director says, "Hey, this movie is my version of Vertigo." Okay. As I've given tens to every retelling of Vertigo I've seen. Yeah. So Paul Verhoeven's Basic Instinct, Park Chan-wook's decision to leave, and Brian De Palma's Body Double. Okay. That being said, Body Double is more of a rear window retelling with certain elements from Vertigo. Okay. Obsession is also directed by Brian De Palma, and this is his true take on Vertigo. And right. it is not great. Oh, oh no. Right. <laughs> okay. It stars Cliff Robertson. You know who that is? No. He plays Uncle Ben in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies. Oh, yeah, okay, yes. But this was in the 70s when he was like, you know, in his 40s. Yeah. Uh, maybe, for, I can't, well, whatever, whatever. I don't know how old he was. Okay. Right. Vertigo has a convoluted plot as is. Okay. And this movie somehow made the core premise even more far-fetched. Right. I gave it a six. I know this is a recommendation section but I don't recommend this oh no just go watch Vertigo or one of the other apostles okay <laughs> just something because, else yeah this it's really not as good as the others okay alright then I have Drub right this is the first feature by Dream Scenario director Christopher Borley right. okay it is about a comedian who fakes a viral video and an energy drink company hires him to do something similar for them Okay. The satire mainly aimed at advertising. And I laughed a lot at many, you know, many points about the movie. Yeah. I gave it an eight. Okay. Funny movie, but like weird. Mm. Some of the satire doesn't land. Okay. Uh, then I watched May December. Okay. It's about an actress researching the role she's going to play about a a woman who raped her student when he was in grade seven. Damn. Right. Okay. It's so they got married later on in life. Oh, the, the the same. So he was in grade seven. Right. She was his teacher. Right. They got... She raped him. Yes. She went to prison. Right. When she got out of prison, they got together. Huh. And he was of age when she got out of prison. Right, okay. And then they just kind of lived together for a long time. Huh. She passed away in like 2020, I think. Oh. And this movie's in, you know, has been made. Yeah. Since she died. Okay. It recently came out on Netflix. Okay. Yeah. Right. Stars Natalie Portman and uh, Julianne Moore. Okay. So, let me get back to it, right? It's like a criticism of actors or artists in general and how they do fucked up things to make their art. Yeah. Right? Because right. Natalie Portman is like really getting up in their business. You know, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's wonderfully acted and I love the piano that plays throughout. 
Okay. Obviously, a hectic subject matter, so it's not fair, right? Yeah. I gave it an eight. Now, we've already done our end of year episode. Yeah. But I would have Natalie Portman on my... Well, best actress. Well, I don't huh? know if she's the best... Is she the main character? I, I don't guess know. so. Okay. I would... Yeah, best actress. Okay. Then I watched Godzilla Minus One. Okay. So, this is not within the current Godzilla slash Kong universe. This is a standalone movie made in Japan. Right. That has been getting rave reviews, and I totally loved it. Okay. My only regret is that this wasn't available in IMAX, because it was <laughs> such an, an enjoyable experience. I gave it a nine. Okay. Like, I would probably get, have given it a ten if this were in IMAX. Oh. Oh, damn. But okay. it wasn't, so. Oh. <laughs> All right. Then I watch As Good As It Gets. Okay. It's been quite a while since I started a new Blank Check series. Yeah. I believe that the last one I did was T- Tim Burton. Uh, yeah. That was yeah. very long ago. Yeah, it was last year. Yeah, because I, I obviously follow along with the latest series. Yeah. But going back and listening to older series, you know, I do intermittently. Yeah, right. right. Okay. Now I'm doing James L. Brooks. Have you heard of him? Mm, he's a director. Okay, yeah, that's the best I've got. Yeah. So he's extremely, extremely famous in the world of TV. Okay. Due to executive producing The Simpsons. Oh. But I was unfamiliar with the majority of his filmography. Okay. I didn't even realize he was a director. (laughs) Right. He just seems like an executive producer. I'd only known him from The Simpsons. Right, yeah. Like his name comes up in the executive. Like it's um, Matt Groening, uh, James L. Brooks, and Sam. Miss Mal. No bad. Write me. <sighs> Whatever. Sam someone. Yeah. Sam Simon. Okay. Uh, yeah. The only movie of his I'd heard of was Spanglish. Okay. As good as it gets wasn't his first movie. I just chose it randomly to watch first. Right. It stars Jack Nicholson as an unpleasant, curmudgeonly old man who falls in love with a waitress at his local diner. Aww. It's actually a sweet, heartfelt movie and I gave it an eight. Okay. Then, I watched Broadcast News. Okay. Uh, another James L. Brooks movie. Okay. It's a critique and somewhat satire of the news industry in the 80s. Right. But it's much more about the characters and the love triangle between the producer and two reporters. Okay. It's a really, really excellent movie. Yeah. Uh, I gave it a 9, but I'm still considering that. Okay. I'm wondering if I should give it a 10. Okay. So, yeah. It's, it's up there. It's... Incredible, right? But it's like you know a lot of talking in rooms. It's mm. not like explosions and stuff. Yeah, right. You know? Okay, yeah. Then I watched Biosphere. Okay. I think no, no, no. It's a m- movie made by the Duplass brothers. Okay. Do you know who they are? No. Okay. They just uh, okay. I know him from the League. They're just people who you know they're around. They they make <laughs> movies from yeah. time to time. Well, they mainly make TV shows. Right, okay. Right, and I think this was written and acted by Mark Duplass. Okay. And Sterling K. Brown. Okay. Do you know who that is? No. I wouldn't know how to... Archer's cousin. <laughs> so they have the first name, the same first name, <laughs> yeah. but different surnames. Yeah. <laughs> 
right? But this is a bizarre, bizarre movie about two men locked in a living space after some unnamed apocalyptic event has occurred. Okay. It's a movie quite heavily dependent on the chemistry between the actors. Yes. Because of, you know, the limited setting. Yeah, right. I don't think it worked. Oh. I don't want to spoil the plot, but it's also a deeply upsetting movie. Okay. (laughs) I gave it a six. Okay. Like, I know I'm a sick person. Yes, but this movie is too sick. Oh, it's too sick even for you. Yeah. Damn. Well, I don't know why I'm so creeped out, but it's not that outrageous, but uh, mm. yeah, upsetting a bit. Okay. Then I've been watching the Jackie Chan adventures. Do you okay. know what that is? Uh, <laughs> just Jackie Chan going on adventures with so, like bear girls. In the early 2000s, there was an animated TV show that depicted a fictionalized version of Jackie Chan. Okay. That was voiced by him. Oh, nice. He's like an Indiana Jones type who goes around investigating magical artifacts. Okay. It's a dope fucking show. (laughs) (laughs) I've only watched the first season and I'm excited to see the rest, right? Okay. I currently have it as a nine. Right. But, uh, you know, there's still four seasons to go. (laughs) Could go up or down. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah. Right. Then Echo. Okay. So last week, Marvel dropped all five episodes of their latest TV show. Okay. Which I don't really like. Uh, I I've realized that I much prefer this week to week version. The okay yeah. So like you watch it, you have a week to digest it and think about it. Yeah. And then the next episode comes out. This binge, uh, thing is not great. Right. Like, you binge something that's already done, but if you can watch it, you know, week by week. Yeah. Um. So yeah Echo first showed up In the Hawkeye Limited series Yes She's a deaf member Of Kingpin's Mob Yeah And I thought this show Was a lot of fun Okay It's a, it's a similar vein To the Marvel Netflix shows Like Daredevil And Punisher And by that I mean It's much more violent And bloody Than the regular Marvel properties Oh lovely I give it a 7 Okay Then I watched Symbionic Titan So I watched quite a lot Because uh, You know uh, it's It's been a while It's been a while yeah. Since we recorded Right it's a Gendy Tartofsky show that was on Cartoon Network in the early 2010s that I totally missed. Yeah. I heard good things about it and it's fun. Yeah. It's quite formulaic as a big monster shows up and they transform into a Power Ranger style Zord called the Symbionic Titan and they fight the monster. Yeah. Rinse and repeat for 20 episodes. <laughs> I gave it a 7 but I honestly think it may deserve a 6 because <laughs> okay. it's just it's so repetitive. Right. You know like towards like after episode like five or six, I'm like, all right, <laughs> I'm kind of done with this, but like, I'm a completionist, so I have to, hmm. there's 20 episodes, so the other like 14. Right. Yeah. Your recommendations. Uh, so I, I've been quite busy traveling and stuff, so I've only got a few. Uh, I've been watching Kunk on Earth. Uh, mm. Yeah. It's... Uh, I mentioned this a long time ago on the pod. Yeah. One of our first episodes. Yeah. Yes. It's Karen. it stars Diane Morgan in like a kind of mockumentary kind of setting where it's like she's saying things, but <laughs> Yeah, ironic. <laughs> yeah. It's it's very uh strange. Cool. Yeah. It's but written it's... by Charlie Brooker. Oh. You yeah. don't know who that no. is. No. He makes Black Mirror. <laughs> oh. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's just a it's a lot of fun as well, for me it's a lot of fun like knowing certain things, mm. and then she'll say something and it's like a joke. Yeah, mm. 
that's that's, that's a lot of fun. Works, yeah. yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, that is. Um, so far, it's like a solid eight for me, but uh, I've still got one more episode to go. So we'll see how much it changes. Uh, then I also watched The Queen's Gambit because you know big chest nerd is there a new season uh no oh. it's i i think it was just a limited series so it's just that that okay yeah you, are you rewatching it yeah, yeah fuck me what you always complain about <laughs> oh i have this long list of movies to watch but yeah. then you rewatch the queen queen gambit yes so, you know, yeah there we go but yeah it's i blame uh, you that's <laughs> what i'm saying <laughs> it's a a hard 10 for me mm. i just um like it it goes into this weird kind of detail where like even though it's fictional it feels like it's based on real events mm. and that's really really fun for me i really really enjoyed that uh then i also watched kim's convenience mm. which is um it's about this i i want to say they're korean but i i'm not entirely sure but basically it's about an immigrant family that um comes to the US and they run a convenience store and basically the whole thing is that like different people come in and um <laughs> that's how convenience stores work <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and um basically the the like you know immigrant parents are usually like very stereotypically uh um, yeah strict and like uh backwards is that the right term conservative yeah conservative and so it's kind of like conservatism <laughs> is the new punk rock <laughs> do you know that is um alex jones assistant his name is paul j watson okay he just one day he was doing a video and he was like conservatism is the new punk rock <laughs> it's <laughs> i think about that a lot <laughs> cuz you are so right yeah but yeah it's it's just basically like they they have to kind of deal with the kind of new world as it is mm. instead of you know what it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly but yeah it's um it's a lot of fun it's a seven right now it's yeah all right that's it for me so thank you for listening please remember to rate review subscribe give a like etc um importantly needs to be a five star review it has to be like i'll send you an angry letter <laughs> like a, a written yeah. physical letter yeah, a snail mail <laughs> right a snail mail that's what it's called yeah yes well, you see because snails go very slowly <laughs> yes as opposed to an instant mail yes all right okay cool an electronic mail as it were yes all right Uh please subscribe on Patreon to listen to our movie commentaries. Yeah. You can find all our links at paceup.com that's p a i c i p.com. Please tell a friend, tell that friend to tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell everyone. And uh yeah, goodbye. Cheerio. Come on.